Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Obscure Image Podcast, most obscure podcast in the world with your host, Make Love, where I interview underground artists, content creators, game developers, inventors, and anything in between that. Today, I have a really, really dope episode for you guys. For This is an underground artist that I'm interviewing. Uh, just overall, talented person. And when I listen to this person's music, you know, they're an underground artist, so I feel like in the underground scene that we're in, I would expect like a more trap metal sound but this person does not really make that type of music they sing they just straight up rap so it's cool to have like a different perspective but uh without further ado why don't you introduce yourself to everybody who you are what you're doing where you're from uh yeah hi my name is lac or lac the skeleton fully um i am from texas a little country boy kind of city boy at the same time but i am a drummer originated and i have been doing this rap music uh stuff uploading online for about four to five almost almost five but four years now yeah that's crazy bro so mm -hmm. do you like being a country boy uh like okay so it's like a divide so i'm like i'm i'm a country boy but i'm like 20 minutes from like dallas so I'm like uh, in the big city, but like I'm on the outskirts. So it's like in the outer ring where it's like not country to where like you can't find shops or anything. Like I can go to the mall. It's fire as fuck because not as loud pill. You get to be as loud as you want. I get to record as loud as I want. My neighbors don't care. If I'm getting robbed, my neighbor will shoot the robber before I can. So like <laughs> that's that's the cool thing about living in Texas. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice. Would you prefer to live like in the city or? Um, I've actually said like I've wanted to live in the city for a portion of my life. I really want to live in Colorado. Mm. That's like a dream because I'm a if like he yeah, had like the beach or in the mountains question. I'm always in the mountains because I like forests. I fought with plants. I, I mean, I like beaches. It's just I don't fight with the ocean that much. Why not? <laughs> so i almost got I, I got pulled out by undertow when i was really young and uh my dad had to go out on like a little raft thing to kind of like save me it wasn't a big deal but it, to my little kid brain it was a very big deal and it was just the idea how easy it is if you go a bit far kind of fucked with me mentally so little kid me was very afraid of the ocean i just get creeped out by the ocean interesting so that's the best way to describe it what is undertow is undertow like that that fucking that cliff that you is that what that is it's like when the water's going forward it's the circular motion where stuff can pull you under it's when the ocean can pull people out and like push them out into the ocean oh, so fuck. waves pull people to the shore but it's kind of like the opposite because when waves happen there's like under the waves how it kind of pulls stuff up in a spiral pattern mm -hmm. under that as another spiral pattern kind of that just pulls in so like for it pulling it, it shoots out as well yeah so how far how far out were you i don't i don't know how far out it was because there's like sandbars which are like these little like standing areas for people who risky as fuck go out but for a little ass kid i was like a toddler oh yeah like I was way too far out than I should have been. I remember when a wave hit me, I um I rolled over like it felt like I was being spun the fuck around. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't had held my breath for the longest time there. It was at least like a minute and a half. 
because I kind of had to my fight or flight kick and I was just like oh shit I don't know I don't know if I'm above the water or under the water at this point because I was just being so spun around but then all I remember is my dad picking me up and being like you're stupid I'm like that's fair and then I started crying <laughs> like a little ass kid <laughs> yeah the um the beach is a scary place man <laughs> like mm. like literally I remember one time I think I was like maybe 12 13 went to the beach with my cousin and we were like super far out and it was like right before you get to like that little cliff area like where you keep walking there's like a dip it was right before that and this huge ass fucking wave just comes out of nowhere and i try to like i call myself trying to jump over it type shit and like i was able to get like my head like barely over it but that shit smacked me i did a backflip in the fucking water like that shit just dragging me like i was literally curled up in a ball scared as fuck but someone told me just curl up and just like, you know what I'm saying, then stand up. Thank God I didn't fucking drown. Like, they had lost me. They didn't know where the fuck I was at, too. But, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I haven't been to the beach since, type shit. <laughs> Swear to God. But, so, California booty shorts. Uh-huh. My, my opinion on them? Oh, my God! Oh my god! Fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> Taking booty shorts? Did you did you take booty shorts or something oh like that? Oh my god! No fucking way! <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna kill this person in their sleep. I'm gonna kill. You don't know who it was. You don't know who it was. I I I. Uh. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh my god, the first top. Are you shitting me? Okay. This is good. This is good. This is good, actually, because I can explain <laughs> myself in fully without anyone fucking interrupting me. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> what happened was, I went out last year to visit my friend Brokey in person for the first time. Very awesome trip. Got to stay with them, and it was awesome. Um, Now, when I got there... They have this, like, little stew area. And uh, it's, like, a separate building from the house. And we would just chill in there. We'd smoke and shit. But, um... <laughs> when, when we were chilling there, I brought my bag that had my computer, my, like, other extra stuff. But it also had my LAC uniform, like, the, the, the checkered, the uh, plaid. It had, like, my ski mask and my black jeans. I had everything, right? And it was in the bag because I was just wearing my chill day clothes. And they are like, let's go film a music video. And I was like, word. So I threw all my, I uh, put all my clothes and threw all my other clothes that were taken off on the chair. So they were just chilling on like this little bean bag. Not a bean bag, but it's like this, just this like folded in divot chair, right? And we went to film the music video, which I don't even know if ever went out. But we went to film the music video. Fire as fuck. It was a lot of fun. It was like 12 to almost 1 a.m. And keep in mind, my dad never... This is a big step for my dad because, you know, how parents always just think people online are usually just going to be like people don't want to murder you. So yeah. Meeting yeah. them like that boundary has changed. because I'm about I'm about to just drive up and do like a whole road trip with Brokey and Docky and a couple of in like a week or two. But. Yeah, so my dad was like, hey, we got to go. We got to fucking go to the hotel. And I was like, shit. So. I go in, I'm wearing the LAC clothing still, I grab everything on the chair, and I'm just throwing it in, because my dad's rushing the fuck out of me. 
Now, earlier that day, Brokey had a backpack that they opened out, and it had, like, a broken bong in there. It, had, like, it was just, like, a travel bag. Mm-hmm. And they threw a bunch. They were just kind of throwing shit there. And I'm guessing they took this to their significant other's house before. Because in that bag had, like, booty shorts in it, right? Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind, I was being so frantic at getting all my shit and pulling everything off the chair. If it was clothing, I was just grabbing it. Because mm-hmm. I forgot that she took shit out and started throwing it on the chair. And I accidentally took booty shorts. And it looked very fucking bad. Because I noticed it when I got to the hotel because I was changing into my clothes after I took a shower. And I was like, this ain't my fucking clothes. And I, and I went, oh, shit. And the first thing that crossed my mind is, how am I going to explain it? How am I, how am I going to explain it? Um... So, two days go by. I went to see, like, the Elvis movie. I was high as fuck. I went to, like, Santa Monica. It was cool. I went to the boardwalk. But I went back to Brokey's. And this was bad because Docky was there. And usually that motherfucker could back me up or, or push me down, and it's even worse. Um, <laughs> it just depends on whose side he's on. But I was there, and I, and I was just – I had my bag. I opened up my bag. I pulled out the booty shorts. And I was like, hey, it would be weird as fuck if I didn't explain why I just pulled booty shorts on my bag. So I'm getting your attention. And I just want to tell you that I accidentally put these shits in my bag rushing out of your house the other night. And they're like, word? Did you try stealing my booty shorts, gang? And I was just like, I, I was frozen in time in that moment. I was like, what? This this can't be. And I was like, it'll be fine. It's funny. You know, like, shit's over. They're like, I'm just fucking with you. I'm like, cool. Now, every time, <laughs> every time I try, like, I'll, I'll, like, show something maybe, like a song or something, or I'll, like, be like, I'm hella proud of how today went, or I just did a workout, or, like, it could just be anything. Or, like, they'll catch me saying just, like, something sus and like pull like a whole hey yo what like just randomly you know taking a shot of context they'll be like but you did steal my booty shorts though and i went no i did not dog i do not <laughs> and i try explaining it every time but it doesn't get um i don't let me explain she doesn't let me explain but uh yeah i accidentally stole uh it's Brokey's booty shorts, and uh, it terrorizes me. They terrorize me with that. So... Something that a lot of Redditors would willi- willingly do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, according to you, this was an accidental theft, right? Yes, this is. So, what else do you have to prove that this was an accidental theft? The fact that I didn't just take him out my bag and and throw him on the chair and act like nothing happened. I legit told him, I was like, hey, it's going to be weird as fuck. And you're going to act like I I took him or misplaced him. I accidentally took him. And mm-hmm. I showed them how. Mm-hmm. How, how. How, and I explained the entire story of what happened. Mm-hmm. So, not saying you did, but if someone were to steal booty shorts, why would you think they would do that? I don't know. Probably to be like weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Creepy motherfuckers mm-hmm. on some weird shit. Mm-hmm. 
like how motherfuckers uh how how a motherfucker would probably steal panties or some weird shit like that. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But again, I, I that. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, according to you, it was accidental theft, correct? Right. Yes, it was a hundred percent accidental. Okay. Okay, I'm glad we have that established. So they just keep bringing that up. Yes. They, she brings it up a lot, and I'm just like every time they bring it up, I'm just like it's it's not like I I'm not yelling and passionate as I am about this. Like where I'm just like no. I'm not like like it's not what I did. I'm just kind of like whenever they bring it up, I'm just like. <sighs> then I have to just, I just have lost my energy. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. I'm sorry to hear that happen to you. <laughs> so, so do you know who told me to ask you that? It's Brokey. Or, Docky. Mm-hmm. Or actually anyone that, <laughs> that could have, because they all know. Because Brokey's brought up in VCs with everybody. Hmm. <laughs> Who did ask that? Well, I can't say. Okay. That's funny, though. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Did they just say booty shorts? What did they put it? They literally said, ask them about, is it just say this, California booty shorts. Taking booty shorts. That's what they said to me. They didn't go further into detail, so I didn't know what the fuck that was going to bring up, but that's unfortunate, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so if you could go back in time, would you have looked more thoroughly at what you were taking? Yes, yes. <laughs> fuck. Oh, but man. Sadly, we, we all don't have uh, the power of time travel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to know, when it comes to you making songs, what's like your go-to routine? Like, how do you go about making songs? Um, okay. It's really, it's really random. So, like, my musical background is kind of just fucked, like, every, in every way. Not in, like, a bad way, it's just how random it is like there's some like a lot of shit nobody fucking knows about I me mean, that's why my shit is so different um but i'll get on to that in another topic but to explain how i make something it usually starts with like i either could try going in it with inspiration which is where i'll be i'll like be driving or something driving in my car or listening to music really like when you're surrounded by it you know have loud ass music it just brings a different vibe. I listen to a lot of Thundercat to get myself ready, or Tyler the Creator mainly. Um, but I get inspired to make something. I'll look for a beat or I'll make one, and I'll kind of just freestyle and record myself on my phone. And whenever I'm like, "Ooh, that's good as fuck," I'll I'll, I'll go back in the recording and write it down, and then they'll start me. If something's clever, because I'll just freestyle, say shit bars, shit bars, shit bars something good shit bars oh and then, then then like a golden bar you know like i'll make something actually good and i'll be like oh fuck okay and then i'll work off of that and then i'll record the entire thing in about like an hour depending on how i my music is very mood like felt so whenever i make shit it's just depending on how i've been feeling about life you know 
it depends on like what genre of music I go for specifically, but yeah, recording will take me about like an hour to thirty minutes, depending on like or two hours if it's like a musical rut thing. Um, but then yeah, I'll I'll uh, record it, then I'll mix it while I'm recording, so that I don't have to do any mixing heavy. Um, and then I'll what I'll do is I'll connect it to like my speaker, which is like this giant like guitar amp. And I'll plug it in, and I'll listen to it on the speaker and the headphones, and try and make a match between them so it sounds good for when people listen to it on like headphones or earbuds or AirPods, and then it sounds really good on the speaker. Mm-hmm. But I aim to make the speaker sound a little bit better because that's the one you should aim for. But yeah, that's how I kind of make shit. Okay, so how do you go about making it sound better on the speaker? plug it into the speaker and you kind of just you plug your sounds uh into the speaker and you turn it up decently loud you keep the bass and the treble at the same scale and you kind of can get a judge on what you i just work through fl studio but legit just on the speaker mm. normally if i was mixing with my headphones i just use a speaker and do it out loud which a lot of people don't do so how did you stumble upon that um bass like it was one day i was mixing a lot of shit and my shit just wasn't hidden like it sounded awesome on the earphone on my headphones and shit and the earbuds i was like this is cool but then i would hear my homie's car when i wasn't driving like a year or two ago and i'd show it to them and they'd be like damn this is pretty good but then like i'd be cringing or like so mad in the back of my mind because the bass is too high or the trouble it sounds screechy you know and I'd play it in the car, and it wouldn't sound good. And I'd play it on speakers, and it wouldn't sound good. So now I primarily just work off of speakers because, you know, that gives it also a good sound. It's With headphones, they can be deceiving because headphones don't output as much bass as a speaker can. Not sub-wise, right? And when it doesn't put that out, it kind of gives you a false idea of what the final mix is going to be. Now keep in mind, I have never took a class on mixing. I have never done shit with mixing. All, all I've learned has been self-taught or uh, Jen teaching me FL. They're the first person that show me how to use FL. Um, but yeah, that's why, that's how I stumbled upon it. I just was listening to it a lot in my friend's cars and I was realizing how fucking bad it sounded. So that's why I mix with the speaker. Yeah. How long have you been like uh, mixing your own stuff? really ever since i started i never really have people mix my stuff for me unless it's like people who are very very better at mixing than me like my friend um calder or uh jen you know i'll have i'll have them mix shit for me and i think one time i had dot flow mix shit for me but because they've been doing it a lot longer so they uh, like they understand it's like really like a ladder you know i'm a little i'm high up on the ladder compared to a lot of people i've heard you know that'd be mixing it's not like skill it could some of it can be skill but it's also just application usage as well but up on the ladder you know jen calder are a lot higher than me you know and i'm still just learning like basic mixing stuff but i'm comfortable with it i can sound clean and i don't sound like i'm recording in my bedroom okay so besides like um mixing 
it to sound good on the stereo? What's like, how do I put it? What's a, um, what's the secret to having like a good mix to where it sounds good? The secret to having a good mix, um, my, the, the most saucy thing I can give out without giving away too much, um, mm-hmm. is that two things. The main problem for people is either there's too much bass or there's too much treble. It's too screechy to where you can't hear anything or you can hear too much of like a voice or too much of like the sense or the highs. Or you can't hear anything because it's drowned out by just a brown, brown, brown bass, which is what people like. But it's a tasteful thing. You don't want to you don't want to oversalt like a pasta dish, right? Mm. Because then it stops tasting good. You don't want to over pepper anything either. Because then it, you know, it just doesn't. It's overshadowed by it. You know, I view. I I make a lot of music reference, uh, food references in my music, or like painting, like art. Like that's how it should. That's how it should feel. You know, a beat is a is like a drawing on a blank canvas. So whenever you rap, or whenever you put instruments to it, you you're adding the color to the painting. You know, and you just gotta add the colors that you feel work. You know. So I take it you could cook, right? <laughs> uh, a little bit, pretty decently. I did culinary for one year in my freshman year of high school. Okay. Did you enjoy it? It was fun. I failed the cutting exam, though, because I sliced my thumb open, and oh. I realized that the white onions, that um, uh, the, the red onions that I thought were red onions were white, and I looked down, and my blood, and, I, and it was one of those cuts where you don't, like, feel it, because the knives were so sharp. It didn't hurt immediately, but I kind of looked down. I was just like, shit. So I I got, like, a 20, a 20 on, like, it was, like, potatoes, tomatoes, onions, and I failed the onion part of it. But I don't know. I'll learn how to cook my own way. It, like, also the class, like, whenever you pass the first intro class, it kind of became, like, a career path starting off. And, you know, cooking's fun. I want to try it. It's not my career, though. Mm-hmm. So, like me personally, I can cook, but I'm I'm more so a baker. I like, I like to bake. Are you, are you like a cooker or a baker? A mix of both. My mix of both. There's a lot of baking. And uh, my mom would make a lot of, uh, uh, she makes a lot of cakes. And that's, like, her business. And, um... She makes like these crazy ass, like crazy ass artistic cakes that that if you ever seen like any of those like cake challenge shows, my mom would fucking whoop anyone's ass on one of those. She's okay, fucking crazy at it. So she, she does she does painting as well. So she combines uh, painting with her art of making cakes, and she makes fucking good tasting cakes as well. So it's just insane. Okay, do you know how to paint? Uh, I'd say a little bit. I, I'd, I'd say anything I've ever painted is a bit more abstract. But, uh, like, I would like to get into it again. I paint with my mom sometimes. Okay, so she teaches you some stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn, now... So she makes birthday cakes, right? Yes. Damn, so how much does she charge for a cake? <laughs> um, 
actually our prices, but she she makes pretty good fucking bank on them. Like, I would say like for like a decently good small like small cake, probably around like okay if I'm talking like a foot in diameter of a cake, it's like a foot tall. It's a this a weirdly big cake, but that would probably range around like a hundred to a hundred and fifty maybe. Depending okay. on what art gets done with it. Okay. So what's like your favorite cake that she makes? Red velvet. Really? Red velvet, huh? Mm. That's, damn. I used to love red velvet as a kid. I got older, that shit. I don't know. It's cool, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It's not for everyone. Yeah. So I kind of want to ask about your latest song, All the Way, where All the way. Okay. You're, you're talking about going like different paths with a friend in the song. Now, mm-hmm. Can you explain to the people listening how it feels to have someone that you consider a friend like drifting farther away from you? Okay, so you know, I I just graduated, just got out of high school, and one thing going into freshman year that I remember <laughs> they told us cuz they had this thing where like the seniors talked to the incoming freshmen about what high school is like. And and they're like, number one thing, your friends this year are probably going to not be your friends next year. And they're not going to be your friends next year. And that was really weird because I was like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. That's not true. It was very true. Yeah. Because um, then like a year later, you know, a lot of crazy stuff happened in my life and it led me to meeting um, Jen. And now I'm a part of like this friend with my family, which uh it's my, my karma mom you know but um what with friends drifting away it's and i'm i'm gonna take another thing from my mom that she said the way i cope with it a lot easier than most people is that you have three categories of friends in life everyone will encounter these you got um friends for a reason friends for a season friends for a lifetime mm. and friends for a reason like let's say you go to the hospital for something you're like dying you're deathly ill you're a cover but you had that one friend that showed up with you every day to help you back up to health and then they had to move away or life got in the way or they just weren't cool anymore but they were there during that time when you needed them that's the reason friends for a season are like a school year if you're friends with this one kid but then they you know, don't have any class that line up with you and you don't see them and you don't talk and it feels like you're drifting apart a bit. Um, you know, they were there for the season. They weren't meant to stay. And then friends for a lifetime, that's, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Wow, that's... Damn. So, how would you tell people to make friends for a lifetime? If you're going to make friends for a lifetime and if you want friends for a lifetime... You have to be, these have to be people you are not afraid to tell anything, you know, like about your life. Now, the thing is, <laughs> in Karma, in I definitely, uh, early on, definitely did my part of oversharing a bit about my life, but they know pretty much everything about me, you know, from like deep, deepest dark secrets to fucking just like normal shit about me, normal like lore about me, but you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be pressured to be, you shouldn't have to be someone different. If you are, that's 
bullshit that's unhealthy. You shouldn't have to be someone different to be liked. You should feel comfortable being yourself. And if people don't like you for being yourself, that's not your friend group. You need to move on to another one. <laughs> you shouldn't feel judged. You shouldn't feel like every time you join call or right before you join call being like, all right, time to act like this. That's unhealthy. Yeah, so you're not, you're not true to yourself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the only person who can live like you or be the best you is you. So. Yo, that was a bar, bro. That quoted by LAC. That was amazing. <laughs> so, I kind of think, what was I going to ask you? Um, oh, no, damn, that shit almost slipped my mind. So, do you have any, like, lore that isn't too personal that you'd like to say to uh, people listening? Doc, you just joined just now. Um, are they gonna join the call? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Okay. Okay. I guess I can talk about the thing I was gonna talk about earlier. Um, my musical background. Very, very, very weird. So, like, how many musical backgrounds would you do? Do you think I I I come from? Like, how many how many musical things do you think I've I've done? Well, so far, I've heard that you were quite the uh, band kid, orchestra and everything. Yeah. So, um, I did orchestra for one year. I did band for four years, five years technically, but I quit in between. I have played definitely over like 30 instruments. Um, I'm a uh, jazz kid. So, out of, out of stuff I've done, it's... I'm very, I very much like orchestral stuff, which shows in a lot of my, like, albums more than, like, singles. Um, I'm very much an orchestral enjoyer. Um, I've been enjoying rap ever since my older brother showed me Freddie Gibbs and Earl Sweatshirt, and then I discovered Tyler, the creator, which got me started making music. And it wasn't like, oh, Flower Boy, oh, so. nah, I started off with Goblin the correct way, and then Wolf became my favorite album. Um, but yeah, so orchestral, I did, uh, I did jazz. I was a band kid, so I played a lot of hype shit. I was the drummer. I was part of a drum line. So that, that, that's the saving grace about me. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a weird horn player. <laughs> no, we love our horn players though. So, uh, <laughs> no shade being thrown on them, but, uh, yeah, I do orchestral jazz, but in jazz, I do, I study, uh, Latin and uh, bossa nova, so just anything that's just not American jazz. I like swing. Swing's okay. I do. I do like the other otherworldly percussion as well. I did a lot of um, percussion ensembles. You know, I do rap. Uh, and then I recently started getting into like rock shit because my older brother was into a lot of metal. I basically do a little bit of it. I do everything. I'm not held down by a genre. A lot of rappers are like, this is my genre, I gotta stick to this, and I'm not feeling... That's bullshit. I make everything, you know. I I'm, I say I'm mainly... I don't like calling myself a rapper, though. I call myself an artist, because that's really, at the end of the day, what I am. You know, I do a little bit of everything. You know, I, I, I'm i a rapper one day, and then, fuck it, I make my my recent album, you know, Bad... Uh, uh, bad Choices, Good Stories, and um, it's all indie. You know, and I've still produced that entire album. So, yeah. Okay. I do, I do legit a little bit of everything, but band definitely influenced a lot of my creation. 
and stuff and jazz band and influence a lot of how I make stuff because I just think with a different musical mind. So I'm very technical with music as much as I am just like, damn, that sounds cool. I like that. I'm very much like, why do I like that? So I put a lot of music theory behind my music. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's what Chris was telling me. So outside of you, um, how do I put this? So how often do you play instruments outside of you making music for people to hear? Well, I do got a drum set. I do practice that like every little bit. I don't force myself. Like, it's always like, I always just have this, and this is what makes me know I am a musician. Like, some people have urges to like study on shit. Some people have urges. They're interested in medical stuff and they want to be a doctor. They watch medical shows like hella. Mm -hmm. I, I just have the urge to play stuff. So I'll like just go fuck around on my piano or I'll just learn something new on piano. You know, piano is definitely my favorite. I just got into guitar, so I've been learning a lot of, like, soloistic stuff, trying to learn chords. My fingers are crying, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm pretty much going to be a bitch for the first year of guitar, and then I'll be fine. Um, But, yeah, I'll drum, too. Have you ever... Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. Go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, pretty much I just... I don't force myself. It's just random. Okay. So what's an instrument that you would like to learn how to play? I would really like to get really, like, if I could have one instrument that I could learn the best, it would definitely be piano. Piano is the most expressive, and piano has all different styles, but if it's one I just want to learn because it's just random, definitely saxophone. Okay. I have a saxophone. Damn. And um, that was the recent addition to my cool. Uh, no, that was the trombone. <laughs> oh, but saxophone. Saxophone is definitely one I want to learn because it's it it's the most similar in my mind. It sounds the most similar to a voice mm. made like an instrument. So like the way it the way it it's it's like it sings. It doesn't even sound like a horn instrument. It sings, you know. Mm. It's but, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I want to learn how to play uh the violin. I love how that just sounds. You know how to play violin? I, I did violin for one year. I own a viol two violins and a cello. <laughs> Bro. How many instruments do you own? Oh, shit. Okay. Violin. I got to count this with my fingers. Two violins, <laughs> cello, trombone, saxophone, trumpet, um, clarinet, uh, flute, drum set, piano, pan pan electronic drum set one and two i own like five guitars some are acoustic some are not uh i own a mini keyboard i guess that kind of counts i own a synth um uh, just looking around <laughs> i uh because a lot of my stuff's in storage i'd say like i own two glockenspiels um yeah, I own about like 30 instruments. Um, wow. So, now I'm curious. So, if you were to have like a dream house, do you think you would just have like an instrument room? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm in my studio right now. And that's kind of what it is to me. It's a little empty right now because I was going to move. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, yeah. My dream, like I said, is like house in like, like Colorado, specifically up in the mountains, like a studio with, with instruments 
huge ass room where I can record. Nice view of the mountains, but yeah. My studio is my home, but I separate it from the bedroom. Okay. So you said you were going to move. Where were you going to move move to? I was going to stay in Texas, just move around, but it just didn't work with like um relationships with, with uh parents. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were going to move, but then stuff didn't work out, which is like as bummy as it is, it's actually really cool because I still get to stay here and I have a really nice house. So like whenever like Brokey or Docky come down, they can visit. So it's it's cool. And my studio can stay in my studio. I like I've gotten comfortable with the sub, no use in changing. Okay. Shit, is there Damn, well, I'm trying to figure out what else can I ask you about all the instruments you play. I find that really interesting. Um Did you so hmm, how do I word this? What do you think is going to be like your max out of how many instruments you can play? Hmm. Um, how many instruments I can play or how many instruments I can own? Like, what's like your goal of how many instruments you want to learn how to play? I want to learn one of each family. Oh, man. So if it's like, a, or so if it's like piano is itself, drum sets itself. If it's like guitar, I don't care if it's acoustic. I'll, I'll, learn, I'll learn guitar, I'm going to learn the bass. Out of the orchestra family, probably a violin or a cello, but one of the two. Definitely a horn instrument, like probably trombone or trumpet. Definitely a woodwind, so I'll probably learn saxophone for that. While also working with my vocal, my voice, because I'm self-taught, nerd on choir. I wish I did choir. Why don't you get into it? Yeah. Uh, I wish I did it during school. I mean, can't you always do it now? Or take singing I lessons? I could take singing lessons, but then again, there's also the side of me that's like, if I also keep getting good without training, it'd also be really fun to brag about that. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, I've been considering it. I feel like it'd be good to be surrounded by people that are learning as well. And I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident with how decent my singing has gotten. You know, never having someone or a coach tell me, damn, that was dog shit. Okay, that was decent. We can work with that. So I kind of just have to judge it off myself. And there's definitely so many imperfections with my voice that I definitely need to work on. But yeah, I definitely would like to start doing it. It's just with timing. So what do you think are some of the imperfections with your voice? Definitely. um, My range is pretty decent. My note accuracy could use a little bit of work. Like, it's weird because some days it's like really good. Some days it's like really meh. But, um, just like being able to runs, runs I really want to learn how to do. So being able to like switch through like notes, like notes on a piano, being able to like snap to them instead of just like, oh, like where it gets like all messed up. I would like to work on my vibrato more, but I feel like the biggest imperfection is just tone. Mm. Do you feel comfortable singing right now? It's just what it's just what I would what I would get to well what I would have to do let me think um like okay so for example like <clears throat> shit I'm probably gonna voice the fucking crack hell uh, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> I got my water I got my water it's fine 
it's, it's raw, so like no one can talk shit because everyone's done it twice as worse as me. But okay, so when it comes to like singing stuff, okay, I'm gonna have to pull out some lyrics so I can remember. But like, um, because my I'll, I'll say like my like there's certain things I'm really proud of and certain things I'm like I could have done better. Like for that recent song, all the way, I'm really happy with my singing on that one. Hits hits some high notes I've never hit before, but um. For, like, just the general technique stuff, I want to get better with, like, singing because warming up with singing, some people don't warm up at all. I try to warm up a little bit, but every time I scream, it's a different sound. Mm. But when it's, like, singing, um, it would be more like, like, okay, so for example, if like Chamber of, or Chamber of Reflection by Mac, Mac DeMarco, I can play this on guitar. But um, whenever I've sung this one before, it's the first section is, is just pretty normal, and I've and this is like stuff I've made up myself. So it's like whenever I sing the first section, it's kind of just like a normal range. But the next one's just kind of like oh, show off all the cool shit. But for the second section, <clears throat> I do a lot of belting and a lot of uh, I do a lot of belting and a lot of um. What you call it? Um, falsettos. So okay, I'm gonna try not to voice crack when I do this. <laughs> um, for that part, it's no use looking out. Within that brings that lonely feeling, and understand that when you live here, you'll be clear among the better man. So whenever I try and do this, <clears throat> I'll do this thing where like I'll pinch my my throat kind of mm-hmm. with like my my vocal cords and kind of just it'll, like reach high and it kind of gets like that like kind of sound like pinch sound. But then I'll belt. So when people do that, it'll be like, like that in head voice, like the, uh, uh, and then they'll like, <clears throat> what they'll do is they're like, uh, but what I do is I push on it, and make that pinch, so it makes it loud, <clears throat> and that's what makes it like louder. So whenever I'm doing it, it's like, oh fuck, this is <laughs> shit. Like, that's what I mean by, like, it's definitely tone, and it's just need to know how to warm up. That's what I need to work on. Dude, I, I can hear the potential where you should actually take singing lessons. What the hell? I have, what I the have fuck? all the, I have all, like, the shit ready for it. It's just, I need someone to tell me how to use it properly. Mm-hmm. That, damn, bro, I wish I could fucking attempt to do some shit like that <laughs> i fucking sound horrible that sounded to me that sounded really good you could hear the potential of what you have mm-hmm. damn it's interesting so hmm. oh i know what I, what I wanted to ask you before i go on to the next topic so in terms of like your collection of instruments how much do you think that would equate to like how much money do you think it costs <laughs> yeah my entire setup with like all my, my all my like instruments and everything and my stew. Yeah. Um. Well, like four thousand. Like five thousand. Oof. Cause I got some really old shit. Like I got a, I got a, one of my acoustic guitars from World War Two. My great grandfather. Oh wow. So, so like I have a bunch of like antique shit as well, but. With all the new shit, 
it's got to at least be around four thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. That that's amazing, and the only way I could even think to come because I don't own any fucking instruments, but like I guess I could say my laptop, my mic, and my fucking Xboxes is probably like a thousand dollars, maybe. So, mm-hmm. but you said five thousand like dollars all on instruments. My guitars alone probably added up together like eight hundred dollars, or like or like nine thousand, nine hundred. It's like one thousand, like like eight hundred to a thousand, I'd say, because I have like six. Damn. Guitars. Um, now this isn't a bad thing because it's actually a talent that you're trying that you're that you are acquiring. But do you think you have an addiction to owning instruments and learning new things? And it's not even a bad addition. No, it's not. No. Some people struggle with wanting to learn, having to drive. I just get very motivated, and I like watch a video of someone doing something really cool. Be like, "Holy shit! I need to learn that," and I want to. And then that gets me to drive. I I can say that I have had times where I've spent money that I'm like, "Damn, probably should have saved it." (laughs) But I'm just like, "Eh, I don't care," because then I end up using it. Like, there's a song I have out that didn't do really well. It It was like an intermission. Where I played, it's old as fuck now, so I probably don't like it anymore. But it's on M3 season two, and I played like at the time I played like twenty of my thirteen instruments, or of my thirty instruments, I meant all on one song. And um, if I look at my profile and go to albums, I can say the exact song name. It is called which one is it? Remember. Yeah, that one's like a full like just audio like like audio like oh my god this shit sounds beautiful like that's why i tried making that song so wow so to go back to your song all the way when i was listening to that song it gives me like i don't know just like an oldie type of vibe like just i don't know just oldies that's what it kind of reminds me of was that it doesn't sound modern whatsoever is, is that like the vibe you were going for that's the vibe I was going for. The vibe I was going for, like, it should be nostalgic, but it should hurt, you know? That's what, like, a lot of my music I like is that, like, music that speaks to me the most and makes me feel the most emotion are um, stuff that is nostalgic, but it's like a, you can't go back because we obviously can't. We don't have time to travel. It's like, oh, I wish I didn't do that, or, oh, I wish I could have said this, or I wish I could have done more with the time I had. It's just like, being comfortable with what you have already and that that painful feeling of not being able to go back i think is a is a very beautiful way to represent it in music with music theory and one song that i can say that describes that perfectly is the chord progression and psychology behind a uh, creep mm. um because the chord progressions i actually have my piano, piano right fucking here so i could probably explain it real quick <laughs> um but like the way sorry yeah so the way it's like formatted that people call it the like it's there's so many different ways to call it a nostalgia chord progression but it kind of hurts and it's the use of what is there so it starts off with a g major then it's a b major and it's c all pretty happy sounding but then right after the c it switches to a c minor so and then that's where it's just kind of like the, uh, like the, oh, I feel something chord. Cause then it yeah. back to the G major and it's just, it feels so like, it's like 
it's indescribable if something's pulling because when it all works with the sound design and everything it, it makes you sad but you don't know why it's like oh mm-hmm. this is nostalgic but i can't understand it's like those liminal spaces that that uh that stuff that's gotten really popular recently i love those um because the nostalgia the strangely familiar images that's what good uh bad choices good story was supposed to be called at first was uh strangely familiar but um no yeah that's so interesting how instruments could give off like a happy sound or like a melancholy sad sound like yeah. are, are you just explaining with the piano i've heard there's another song by you i'm gonna mention it later on in the interview um where even the guitar like it gives me like a melancholy sad type of type of sound that's it's interesting how instruments work you know and you can really fuck with the listeners by like certain songs by making the, the chord progression sad but making the lyrics really happy i have a song called um Hop off the couch, and it's the chord. The chord progression for the guitar is really sad, but the song is about going outside and enjoying the summer with your friends. Like legit is it's just that, but it's it can sound sad, but it fucks with people because it's so happy, like lyric wise. That it's just like oh shit, because some people that's very popular doing the opposite, and I haven't done that yet. Where you have a really happy song, but the lyrics are very fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular thing that people have done. But, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one that I can think of off the top of my head, it sound the beat sounds like just super happy, but what the person is saying is not, it's not happy whatsoever. That song, Sugar Crash, by Eliado, have you heard that? Mm-mm. Like, I'm on a sugar crash, dun, 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 dun. You never heard that song? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's yeah. super hype fucking beat, but... They're talking about something really sad. Like that's not the lyrics are not good whatsoever. Like no, yeah, yeah. That that's that, but that but that's the cool thing about music is you can completely blind people with how good the 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 draw. Like I said, going back to the art, you know, if the drawing of the image is so good, people will ignore all the color in it. You know, so whatever you paint, you can paint it warm and happy, or you can paint it cold and sad. You know, it just depends on what type of art piece you're going for. So in terms of like how instruments have like the happy sound and that um sad sound versus like electronic beats that you make on your computer because they can do that as well. Which one do you think sounds better? Can you even uh, like, can you even compare like it? Electronic or acoustic? Yeah, like yeah, the electronic beats that you can make on your computer. Okay, so the best way I can describe this is I'm gonna bring up a bit not a controversial topic, but something that I'm passionate i hate ai i hate ai shit mm-hmm. so like with ai artists ai art like ai music it takes away because the the beauty of of music and art in general is what people don't realize is something that we hate human imperfection you know i can have a drum beat being played perfectly but it will never capture the essence of someone playing it themselves because humans are never perfect down to like the tiniest like nanosecond no person is perfect but the fact that you can hear the imperfections gives it the natural vibe because when shit's exact like whenever they make like i don't know for example like shows about like robots taking over like movies about robots taking over like the world they make it very technical make a very spacey sci-fi sound that's perfect and it's weird it feels weird and the chords just feel emotionless but 
that's why I fuck with jazz because it's so, it's so it's such a roller coaster of style. Mm. Yep. I don't know. I feel like the AI music shit. It just sounds like how you said emotionless, just soulless. Like it's not. I don't know. It's just weird. I definitely prefer live over to answer that question for you. I prefer live sound over electronic sounds. Electronic sounds are cool, but even I, when I make beats, I I make the imperfections myself. Mm -hmm. I know there's software that does that, but like I'll offset the hi hats by a tiny bit to where no one would even notice, but it makes it feel more natural. Do you, uh, this is like an orchestra type song. Do you know the song called Le Lux Eterna? Sounds familiar, but I don't think so. Fuck. It's like whenever, like when, whenever there's like those conspiracy theory videos, that song is always in the background. Like, yeah. Let me see if I could. Have you seen the movie Requiem for a Dream? No, but I actually was. My dad actually recommend I watched that like like a week ago. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I literally watched it two weeks ago. That shit's amazing, bro. That's that's like one of the best movies. And how weird it fuck it is. But I heard the music from it. It's really weird. Yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, that, that movie... Uh, so you haven't seen it yet? Mm -mm. Yeah, you should definitely listen to your dad and watch that, bro. I, that shit... I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it for you, obviously, or anybody listening. But that shit... Yeah, I fucking cried, man. That shit made me cry. That shit is... He said he had to shower after watching it. Made him feel weird. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, very... Uh, powerful movie. Really sad. You know what it's about, right? Or did he tell you, or no? Kind of. I watched the trailer, and he kind of was just like, I'm going to leave it up for you to like decide what you think about it. Okay, I'm not going to say it. Okay. We're going to keep it at that. I am going to send you that, that song, though, I was talking about. You can listen to it after. It's fucking amazing. Like, just the emotions that you can feel listening to this shit is insane. I kind of want to know, how'd you come up with your name? Oh, LAC. Okay. So, okay. So, there is this website that Childish Gambino and Post Malone use called Wu Tang uh, Clan Name Generator.com. And I used it and I got this weird ass, I got like this weird ass name because you input your actual name and it randomly generates you from something. I don't know how, it's random. But um, it gave me lazy ass criminal, and I was like, "That's cool," but at the same time, it's fucking stupid, uh, because I'm not a lazy ass criminal. It's opposite of me. So I just took the L and A and C from it. And I just made it L A C, and um, that's just what I went by. And then I was chilling for a while, and then there's I have this friend that's a streamer. Um, and their, their name is, uh, Floofs, and they're, they're fucking awesome. I love the uh, Floofs and Felix. They're from, uh, fucking Australia or New Zealand. I don't know. One of the two. But, um, yeah, I love them to death. And <laughs> Floofs was on call with me, drunk, once, whenever I was showing them music. And they're like, you should call yourself, uh, loud ass cracker and i was like wait that's it that's perfect so i am lac stands for loud ass cracker now really because it literally is what i am i'm a loud ass white person oh is that why you have that shit in your bio 
Yeah. Okay. Wow. So people, people, um, I was never like, I, I never get taken like serious in like school and shit. I'm very quiet in school actually, but in band, whenever I do drumming and stuff, I get really hype with my friends and we'd play for like the student sections and stuff of football games. And that's where I was allowed to scream and get loud as fuck. And it's, it's crazy because nobody listens to you unless you get loud, you know? And mm. that's the, the vibe I, I try to convey is being loud is so powerful, but um, that's the way I can get people to listen to me is by being the loud ass cracker and people choose um, what they want to hear and what they don't want to hear. But the people that stay, they pretty much like it. So, yeah, that's how I got my name. It's interesting. There is a uh, corporation called LAC, Lithium Americas Corp. Uh, and it says it's focused on advancing lithium projects in the United States and Argentina. I snort lithium. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and apparently LAC, I don't know if it's pronounced lock or lake lock in French, but it means lake, like in French. That's cool. I didn't know that. I, I had a lot of people call me lack so much, and my friends are like, just put the periods in your name. But I, I'd already made um my accounts on Spotify and Apple Music LAC. And if I change the name, it'll make a new artist. Mm. So I'm just like, ah, I'm stuck with it. But I'm, I'm getting I'm getting up there. Okay. So in the meantime, LAC it will it'll still show up Steve Lacey for some reason, but I'll I'll slowly show up again. And what's that that website you use to generate the name? What's it called? Wu Tang Clan Name Generator dot com, same one Childish Gambino and Post Malone used to get their names that they use today. And what? I, so what did you type in to get LAC? I typed in my full name. Okay. Ask you for your name, and then it makes you a name off of it. Like my little brother did it, and he got Murder Strong, which is hard as fuck. Yeah, they gave me Ungrateful Raven. <laughs> it can give you some really corny shit sometimes but you can you can re-roll it too which is the cool thing ungrateful raven what the fuck man <laughs> i got ungrateful raven again this shit keeps giving me ungrateful raven is that an omen what the fuck is that sounds like some i don't like how that sounds man that sounds like some I don't know, I'm native. That sounds like some weird shit. I don't I don't like how that sounds. What the fuck? Let me here, let me do something else. Gave me pioneer educated. Uh, <laughs> right, let me Singing click. Silly. So it's giving you new names. I'm on a different website, not the main one I use. Tough Lucky, Monal Mad, Cat Hardy, Mercenary Mad. <laughs> Tormentor honored. That is so stupid. Nasty eagle pinky. Dog. What the fuck? I like that one. <laughs> Nasty eagle pinky. <laughs> Nasty eagle pinky. Yeah, I'm going for NEP. That's my new name. So, do you also go by M3? M3 is what I've chosen to be my producer name. M3 stems from just, um,. I put on my mask because it means me and it's my lucky number three. So, yeah. 
three-ish up everywhere in my life. I have two. I'm like one of three brothers in my family. Uh, I got uh, my my birthday is three even numbers. Uh, I'd always be like number thirteen or number three and stuff. You know, third play is pretty common for me to get that. But um, yeah, three has always stuck around. I liked it because three is also an M if you turn on the side. Yeah. So that's where it kind of stuck in. But prod M three is just prod me. It's very, it's better because like you have like, uh, I think like MK Ultra Bromain got on songs like prod me because it's them. But I'll go for prod M three because it's special, but it's also telling people that hey, I made this shit. That's very interesting because uh. Again, what you were saying, uh, when you turn a three, it's an M. So technically, it could be considered double M, like a double M. Yeah. It's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. One, so does that creep you out? Like seeing like, like if you just see a number over and over and over, does that creep you out or did you get used to that? At first, it was really weird with coincidences, but like. I, I, got, I got used to it because it's like cool. I feel like it's like it protects me. It's there for me. It's cool as fuck. I like it. Like I, even my favorite my favorite key on a piano in jazz is C minor because it's easy. It's like C is just normal. C minor is C minor has three black notes. I didn't know that till just now. I just kind of was just thinking, yeah, that's three black notes. That's my favorite key. It's the only one that has that. So I'm just like weird ass. Weird ass like things that just line up, you know. Bro is a musical genius. He just whipped out the fucking piano instantly. What the fuck? <laughs> it's next to my desk. This is I'm in my studio right now. So your piano is is this like a huge piano? Like this shit's big or? It's 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 it simulates like a real piano. Like it's got weighted keys, so I can play like. It has better velocity and like you can like tell it can sound real as fuck, but um. No, yeah, uh, it's next to my setup. It's not that big. I can move. I can pick it up. Okay, damn, that's, that's damn. So does playing instruments become second? Like it's like second uh, knowledge to you. Like it's just like it just flows. It can. Certain instruments are a lot easier to learn than others. Um, like if you play violin, you you could learn guitar pretty quickly. Because they're both string instruments, so you're kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but for me, drumming, I'm really good at just any, like, drumming thing. Like, if I was drumming and someone gave me a tambourine that I've never played before, I, I could probably rock it on tambourine. <laughs> I, I want to know, why did you choose to go by M3 instead of just producing under LAC? Um, because I thought, it, I thought it would look not that good if it was just, mm. like, this song is by LAC, Prod LAC. You know? Mm -hmm. It's very like clunky looking. So I do it to make it seem seem very fresh, seem very nice. I'm just now noticing LAC is three letters. Mm -hmm. That's that's trippy, man. Damn. That's that's crazy. Ah, you're fucking freaking me out, man, because uh <laughs> I swear to god, maybe about this this happened um I want to say around June of last year, I kept seeing a number 33. 
over and every day i see this shit over and over and they didn't used to happen before like i never like of course i've seen like 444 like on a clock and shit like that but never like this number this shit just appeared out of nowhere and every day since then i've been seeing this shit like that's what i was saying like i don't know that that doesn't freak you out seeing like well has this been happening your whole life though right uh, pretty much yeah okay so it's a I little i started noticing i mean like wait a minute that's showing up a lot. Maybe if I focus on pointing it out and then I point it out, it's like, oh shit, there is a lot. <laughs> it's interesting. Like whenever, whenever I did drumming in my marching band, uh, my snare was always snare number three. So that's interesting. So you're tied basically to the number three, and it's been happening your whole life though, kind Pretty of. Much. Okay, so that's a little different. This, is, this shit just started fucking happening. But so I want to know how do you feel about the underground scene currently? interesting it's really random but i have violent adhd so i'm keeping up with it mostly um i feel like there are some there are some some gems that you know don't get as much representation that there should be like there are artists that like i'm happy they're getting big but there are some that i really wish got big like faster or, or I'm hoping get bigger. Like I just got shown this artist recently named, and they're they're pretty decent. It's uh J J Dis Christ, and they make um they make um like this smooth melodic stuff, and it's so nice. I like the uh, underground indie scene a bit. So a lot of like bands like Vacations and stuff. But how how I feel entirely to sum it up. You know, it's the underground. It's the best way I can describe it. It's very odd. But, you know, it's always going to be something new. Because the, before it's underground, you know, like, it becomes mainstream, you know. Tyler, the creator's weird, like, evil goblin shit. And, like, that shit was weird, you know. And, like, Odd Future, they look were shunned. But and that shit, when that shit all came, like, and hitting hard in, like, 2011... And like 2010 and like during the 2010s but before that they were underground mm -hmm. so everything starts in the underground jazz was underground before it became like mainstream because classical took it over mm. so the underground will always be there it's always the layer kind of like the like the battlefield before you get to the higher range you know okay i want you to send me uh the link to that band and that other person you were talking about so i could check them out um, this is kind of off topic, but you're, I don't know if you can tell, but your accent is like amazing. You have a slight Texas accent. Like that shit is fire, bro. Like, well, it's funny. Cause like, it's not there, but I can control it and make it like, just pop out a lot heavier if I want to. That's, that's what, like, that's what I can do. Like right now it's very like subtle, but I'm definitely like pushing it. I don't talk like this all the time. But he said subtle. Yo, that's <laughs> fire, subtle. Hey, I love it, bro. That's just fire. <laughs> that's the best accent. No, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. It definitely adds to the white factor. <laughs> bro, those, those are the best accents, though. Like the uh the southern, the heavy southern, or like a Australian accent. It's fire. Mm -hmm. So those yeah. two are my favorite. My dad was born in Texas. My mom was born in Oklahoma, so it's like a very big difference. Mm. Because Oklahoma is 
very different from like it's very different but not at the same time like they both have twang it's just like the tone of twang yeah yeah i got a uh my cousin out there cousin roy every time i talk to him i call him cousin roy like <laughs> he's cool man yeah they uh i think my grandma she was born in Vanita, grew up in tulsa type shit so i want to know do you like where the underground scene is headed so far biggest thing about the underground is if you got a friend group and i learned this early on if you got a friend group stick to your friend group you can't be friends with everyone it's weird you know like it's just trust is a very very big thing obviously making trust on any online platform is a big thing and people you have to be safe you know but if you got a friend group like a main friend, if you got like eight or nine friends, or like if you're a collective, or if you got like four friends, or like a duo, you make music with like two other people or one person, stick to them and hold them tight. And if shit goes down or stupid stuff is happening in the underground, you know, don't center your life around it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it can be a very nice place and a very toxic place. I. The underground will always be the underground. It's always going to stay the exact same and feel the exact same. But at the end of the day, we all just trying to get out of it. And trying yeah. to, you know, make our dreams. I don't even care about being fucking famous. I, if, if I could, had a, if I had a, like a wish, I just want to smoke with my homies and make music. That's all I want to do. Do not care about shit other than making music with my homies. Because that's what I love doing. Or, and performing live. Performing live feels amazing sharing my my love for creation and music in the world i i originally wanted to be a therapist really before i did music yeah psychology always interested me i always wanted to be a therapist because i really like talking to people and um i helped a lot of my homies through a lot of bullshit like growing up just like being always there being a good listener and i realized i can't be a therapist because that takes so much school time in college and I wouldn't be able to do music with that. So in my way, I um, I make music my therapy for people. You know, I've gotten DMs being like, hey, LAC, I know you're probably not going to read this, but this song has helped me through a really tough time in life. Or this song helped me not make a stupid decision. And that shit, that's the reason I still do this shit. You know, messages like that. Because it's something I've wanted to do that I can't. But I can do through music. Yo, that, what the fuck? So how old are you? I am 18. Bro, oh, my, bro, you can, yo, you can still, that's so weird that you said that because I'm actually going to go to school for psychology in a couple months. I have a, um, fucking like a, a meeting on the 26th so that I could like actually, it, like, um, choose my classes and shit for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm, I want to go to be a, a psych therapist. You could go, bro. It, it's eight years, bro. Eight, nine, you're 18 too, bro. I wish I would have started when I was 18. That's quick, bro. It flies, I'm telling you. You should, you should, bro. If I had a second life that I could go to, I would so be down. But we'll see. Because I know a lot of artists that like get famous first and then they spend time doing school in the background. But we'll definitely see. I definitely am happy with my music and uh -huh. making people happy through it. So. There's okay. Some, like, I, knowing how much I work in school. And how I how I how I conduct myself in classes, 
Um, definitely my spot belongs in the music. Mm-hmm. But someone who's wanting the job and is very like very like passionate about definitely deserves a spot a lot more than me. So I won't want to take that. Well, that's that's hey, really interesting. I'll never know. One day I may do it. But yeah. Fuck. I literally wish I could go back in time, bro. When I was fresh at it, because now I, because at first, you know, I was a kid. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm still young. I'm 23, but if I'd have started when I was, damn, he just, he just hit me with the Kevin Hart, damn, huh? That's how you gonna do me, huh? Damn, that's the first time anybody's ever done that. So he said, damn. I because when you were saying that you were going in, I thought you were like 19 or around my age. No, no, I'll get out when I'm like 31, bro. So I'm saying, if I was 18, I'd be like a 26 year old psychologist. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Yo. Damn. So, are you are you in school? You're not in school, right? I'm not in school yet. I'm going to be doing school soon, and I'm just getting core class out of the way. But I'm trying to get a business degree in music marketing. So okay. Music. Okay. Yeah, that's actually it's actually really good. You know, that's I want to send. So, see, now that I know you're like into psychology, after this, I'm gonna send you or kind of into psychology. I'm gonna send you like some shit, like some books and stuff that I'd be reading. That's really interesting. Um, that's damn. I keep thinking about how you said you wanted to be a therapist. That's I don't know. I hardly meet people like that. Like, I mean, it's it was. I wanted to be a therapist, and then for a good chunk of time, I wanted to be a nine one one operator. Yeah, those are that's a good job. Because the thing is, people are always like, and I and I hated it because everyone always said, "Oh my god, you know that job is mentally taxing." No shit, it is taxing. But the thing is. Is not a lot of people are brave enough to sacrifice their mental stability for others, and I, mm-hmm. I want to do that. I want to help people. At the time, I was like, not saying I still don't like want to do it. I still want to help people, no matter what my mental stability, because music is such a mentally draining job, mm-hmm. and that doesn't get said a lot, and people don't believe that usually. They're like playing sports or shit, you know. But yeah, I, it like I was willing, very much so. I just like making people happy. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't mean to sound like somebody who's trying to advocate for you to go to school for psychology. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, psychiatry, it takes 11 years. Be- becoming a therapist, that's eight. So it's not that long. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, all my family is nursing. Like, okay. You know, they do like nurses and my dad's side of the family is businessmen. Okay. It's fire. Let's see. Where was I? Um... I don't know, how, how did you find out about the underground scene? <laughs> so, two things happened. Number one, I was young as fuck. I think it was sophomore year. The first underground artist I ever heard about was NASCAR Allo. Now, I don't listen to NASCAR Allo like that. Like you, you held a gun to my head and said, name three NASCAR Allo songs. I'd only be able to name one. And it's called Ego. Mm-hmm. And that's the only song I was ever shown. And I was on a, it was like I was on a Megal. I was young as fuck, and I was like talking to people. And there's this girl from like Italy, I think. And I was like, you know, like what do you know about the American like rap scene? And I was just like, I don't know, it's cool. I didn't, I didn't fuck with rap as heavy at the time, mm-hmm. like like mainstream artists. But um, yeah, she showed me this, and I was like, oh, it's cool. And then like. I got into that, and then a couple of months later, 
I met Jen because Jen came up on my sponsor. They bought like a sponsor thing. I met. I, I found out who Numa was. Um, Numa came up in my because I I found out who Darky was and I saw the covers she did for Darky and I was like, damn, this is cool as fuck. And I followed them because I I just like I've had a friend groups of primary artists before, so I'm like, this is fucking talented as fuck. I'm gonna follow them and you know share share the love, you know, repost and shit. And then a little bit later. Numa drew Jen, and I found Jen's music, and I really liked it, and then I DM'd Jen saying, hey, we should work together, and they're like, bet. They add me on Discord. A week went by, and um, uh, Jen reached out to me, and was like, yo, hop and call, and yeah, ever since that day, I've been, uh, Jen's been my first uh, underground friend that I met online, and I actually got to see them. <laughs> they told me about that, yeah. I got to see them in person, like, recently. Like, it was my last jazz concert at high school uh, that, that I'd ever done. And they came to watch it. Because they live, they live a bit away. I'm not going to say their location, obviously. But they, they live around, like, four hours away. But they mm -hmm. had a whole day trip to come see me. And I remember when I was performing, I saw them. I was just like oh shit this is hitting different and then we went out to hang out afterwards and it was it was so weird because i was like these these people are the first few people i ever met in this underground scene like they're the reason i'm still doing music they're the reason i'm not doing therapy because they 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 just show me that my my music my passion for music was stronger mm. yeah jen told me about something about uh you guys chilling something about ihop and you making them laugh in the parking lot We're at IHOP, and they were kind of, it was so surreal, because it was like, when you meet somebody who you've known online in person for the first time, it's really weird, because it's like, holy shit, there's not a screen, you're seeing them in 3D. Mm -hmm. And it was very weird for Brokey, because the first thing Brokey ever said to me was, holy shit, you're real. And I was like, what the fuck? And then uh, she gave me a hug, and that was the most genuine hug I've ever gotten. And I was like, holy fucking shit, this is my homie. And then... The funny part about that, and I'm, I'm not, my ADHD is going off right now, so I'm not trying to stray away from the topic. You're okay. I'll, I'll finish the uh, the gen part real quick. Um, yeah, I hop. I was um, fucking. I was just. It was after the concert. It was. We stayed there till like twelve, and uh, we were in the the parking lot, just kind of fucking around, talking, and I have brought my drum stuff out, and I was showing them, like, my, my drumming and stuff, and they're like, what the fuck, that's weird in person, they are, I'm, I'm pretty tall, and I'm still growing taller, and they're, uh, I was looking down at them, like, my neck was hurting, you know, I felt like <laughs> a couple, like, my spine, you know, just looking down that much, you know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm six, uh, about to be six three now, Damn. roughly coming up on it, and trying to get to six five open it's my dad's six five and my dad's that was six seven so yeah and then the thing i was gonna talk about a second ago is um whenever we met uh whenever i met Docky for the first time they weren't in karma mob we met them and Docky was just a homie mm -hmm. and i know that go that that goes against what i said earlier of you know if you have your friend group stick with them don't try and stray out and be friends with everybody but Docky was different 
Doctor's just is such a genuine motherfucker, and same with Brokey, and I would say, like, I've known Jen and Numa for the longest. I'm the closest, probably, with Brokey and uh, Doki. Definitely Brokey, just because they're around my they're around my age range of like high school. Like I'd be I, if we were in the same high school, I'd be going to class with them. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Doki wasn't even in the group, and when we were me and Brokey were smoking outside of the studio outside at night, and we were hearing Doki recording, and Brokey kind of mouthed to me, "They need to get in Karma Mob now," and I was like. Yeah, we need to we need to talk to Jen. So we talked to Jen and we got that motherfucker in and they've been going crazy. You know, marketing hella really good and yeah. Yeah, W Docky. I met Docky yesterday. He's super cool, super chill. So nice. Um so to go back what you said, go back to what you said, so how as someone who makes music, is it easier to stick to your friend group? Like, cause I'm an interviewer and I meet a whole bunch of people, like you know what I'm saying. So, do you think it would be easier as an artist to actually stick to your friend group? Uh, it's worked for me. Obviously, like, how do I put this? Obviously, you can make friends with whoever you want. Mm-hmm. The main thing I would give advice to: don't make friends with your fans. They're your fans for a reason, and there's a clear divide. When you make friends with your fans and they get involved in your friend group, it's weird. It's a weird relationship you kind of have with them because they first fucked with you being like, oh my god, this person's famous. I'm not really, though. I only got a K on Insta. It's just like, but that, but I, I was the same way. I saw them when Numa had like, when I first met them, when they were like, I think like 4K or 5K, I was like, oh my god, this person's famous. And she was just like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but don't make friend don't make friends with fans. That's what I'll say. Stick to your friend groups and meeting people is not bad. You can meet people and be nice to people. Just choose pick your friends wisely. That's the best way I could I could say. Okay. So I want to get into how would you like start making music? I don't think we really spoke up on it. You said how you were big into the band orchestra as a kid. How did you get into like actually recording music and putting it out? Um, I originally started recording on GarageBand on my iPhone. And my first album is on YouTube. And it is dog shit. It is the saddest, <laughs> like, str- like emotional project I have ever made. But it's dog shit. Because obviously I didn't know how to mix but I record on Apple earbuds, which I still have to this day. I have them saved because they're such an important object to me. Apple earbuds, and it was on an iPhone 8, and I made my beats on my phone on GarageBand. And um, I would record in my closet because the clothes was like a good, like, I don't have, like, what I have now, which is, like, this little foam padding thing around the mic, like a shell, but... Yeah, I would record and I'd upload stuff on YouTube. I was very strict about never using SoundCloud because I didn't want to be a SoundCloud rapper. But then again, SoundCloud pays me now. So, you know, I, I take back what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, I was recording early on in life. I was recording around like, I started recording around four years ago. Four, like I said, four to five years ago. 
Um, and this was like eighth grade. Oh, this is definitely five years ago. Fuck, am I saying like eighth grade? Because I had an original friend group in school, and it was me. And I was start trying to get you to contact one of my homies. It was me, my homie Max, my homie um, Alan, and my homie Joe. And we had a group called It was So Fucking Stupid Sounding. It was Teen Perfect. And it was stupid because I think I think we first started wanting to make like dude perfect videos with like trick shots, which was funny because I never did any sports other than gymnastics, which I did gymnastics for three years and I never competed, but but I can flip, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I uh, only did. We we had the group for about like a year to two years. And um, our teacher would let us record in, like, the, the – it was an engineering class in eighth grade. And our teacher would let us record in the um, the closet that they had all, like, the items in. And we would just make songs in school <laughs> and freestyle. And then we started uploading stuff. And uh, only two of the members are still doing music right now. And, yeah, I'm still in contact with them. I'm trying to hang out with one of them recently. Had to get one of my homies who was drunk as fuck walk him into his house the other night. I kind of want to know, like, how often are you in the studio? You're like, you're in the studio right now. So how often do you get in the studio and record? Um, I do all my work here. So if I'm like in college, I'm gonna be doing my schoolwork online here. But I get in the studio like at least like four hours every day. At night, I usually will stay up in here. And like work till like probably like three or two a.m. Yeah, but but like usually like four to eight hours every day. So do you have like a bed or like a couch in there? I used to have a couch. It's still like moving, but I but I just go to my bedroom, which is right next to us too. Okay. So I want to know what type of music were you listening to specifically as a kid? Because again, you were big into orchestra. So what type of music were you big into as a kid? Big into as a kid? Um, shit. My favorite type of music I listened to? I'm trying to remember. I listened to a lot of lo-fi growing up. But the first song I ever heard that was rap was um, off the album Pinata. But Mad Lib and it was Freddie Gibbs, it was Rogues featuring Earl Sweatshirt. Um that kind of started off for me. Growing up I listened to like I, I orchestral I didn't go out of my way to listen to orchestral until like these recent years. Cause I was in band and I got heavy into it. And um I was in the top band, so I played a lot of difficult shit. That was fun. Um, but I, I, I listened to a lot of Tyler, the creator growing up pretty much and like his homies and odd future. Okay. But I've always liked experimental artists that just are different and not afraid to try that. So that's what I try to do with my music. Cause not a lot of people in my scene can make orchestral shit like I do. And, and I wear that, and I wear that, uh, that, uh, I wear that shit. I wear that shit up front on the top of the hat, you know. I put that shit forth. That that's that's my my confidence in that, you know. Mm -hmm. 
I know one thing that Chris was telling me that you were also big into. He said you should do like stuff like welding and like making swords and stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, I used to be. A, I used to have a blacksmith phase. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So I, when I was, all art has always been around my life, right? And whenever I was around like ten, or I got into um, making cosplay weapons. So my dad bought me a hacksaw and a sheet of wood for my birthday. And because I watched a lot of shows, I used to have a survivor phase. Like I had all the phases growing up. But um, yeah, blacksmithing, I started off with like buying hacksaws and like making wood weapons and then painting on them, making like cosplay weapons, right? That made me make like real shit. And it was a lot of fun, very difficult. And then. For my next birthday next year, because I was getting into it, I got an angle grinder and metal for my birthday and a workbench. So I had an anvil and everything, and I would legit melt stuff. I would make stuff molten red and blowtorch it, hammer that shit out. Wow. Yeah. How, how old were you? I was 13. <laughs> Do you, Are you still into that? Uh, Every now and then I get the urge to want to make like a knife or something because I like the the art of it but when i get the time i probably will get back into it so do you have any of like the old weapons that you made as a kid do you still have any um they're all in storage in like a memory box for my dad just to be like whenever i'm like pushing 30 my dad could just be like remember when you were into this stupid shit i'll be like huh yeah <laughs> But like next to my stew, like right now, I have a, a just a giant ass katana. You made it or you bought it? I bought it. Okay. Yeah. So these weapons that you were making, how big were they? Were they like huge or? Um. They can be pretty big. Um, but they were definitely, definitely weapons. Like it wasn't <laughs> like. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it's too dull to cut. Like, I would sharpen these with, like, whetstones and shit. So, like, I was, like, hella into this. Because I watched a lot of shows on YouTube where they'd make, like, actual accurate, like, anime weapons and mm -hmm. shit. And, like, weapons from, like, shows I like to watch and, like, Cartoon Network. So, I take it you've never, you know, attacked someone with one of these weapons, right? Um, thankfully, not yet. <laughs> he said, not yet. <laughs> Dude, he's waiting, man. Waiting for somebody to fuck up. But, <laughs> but, uh, Chris also told me you were big into, like, Gary's mod and stuff like that. How'd you get into gaming? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm glad I gave you him to talk to. I didn't think about any of that shit. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my little brother and I got into Gary's mod. Because I watched a lot of Vanoss growing up, and that's weird. Because now the gen, the next generation of, and you're, you're uh five years older than me, like almost six, and so like there's like obviously that generation divide. But in like my generation right now, it's weird because kids growing up don't know who Vanoss is, mm -hmm. and it's just like damn, they're like you know who Vanoss is. No, do you know who Dream is? Ah, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> this generation is plagued already. But um, 
Yeah, I watched a lot of Van Austin H show Delirious, and I would play Prop Hunt and with my little brother. And I actually got into this um, friend group that uh, I, I am on a uh, I voice act in this uh, cartoon that my friend uh, runs. His uh, his name is Leo Friends on YouTube, and he makes an object show. It's kind of like the show Total Drama Island or Survivor, but with like objects. And I have a character in there named Breddy, and uh, I voice a loaf of bread. And uh, it's it's doing pretty well. He's got like I'm pretty sure he's got like thirty k, uh, subs and um, like some of the videos I'm on have like four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand views. And it's weird because it's like a whole community I forget about, but I have like dedicated fans to my character, and I'd say like five lines in an episode that's like twenty minutes long. <laughs> what the but hell? We we play Gary's model with the, uh them, and we play Trouble and Terror's Town. We play um. Just normal sandbox mode. Zombie survival was a lot of fun. We'd also play um prop hunt a lot. A lot of prop hunt. But yeah, Gary's mod. Like that is a that is a part of my childhood. Fuck, I need I need to play that shit again. That shit was so much fun. But Gary's mod and and Minecraft too. But Gary's mod was definitely a part of a uh, main part of my childhood growing up. See now, Leo friends. That's something I would have never known. I would have, I would have never found that unless I spoke to Chris because you brought it up. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like that's like <laughs> not even some members of Car Mom know about that, and not even some of my IRLs know about that. Chris don't even know about that. It's just because you brought Gary's mod that it just made me think of it. So that's funny. Yeah, but yeah. If you want to hear me voice act on that show, it's Leo friends on YouTube. The recent uh, new show that started. I forgot what it's called, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm subscribed right now. I was wondering why Docky was calling you bread. I was like, why is he calling? I never, I didn't ask him, but he was calling. He he referred to you as bread. I was like, why is he calling that? I'm bread. My other name is breadcrumbs. And um, that comes from my original. I wanted to be a Minecraft YouTuber originally, so that also brings in why I said Minecraft was a huge part of my like. I'd put like. The fucking family camcorder facing the TV opening Minecraft Xbox 360 edition. <laughs> and it was so ass. But, um, because I didn't know how to edit. So I just record the TV screen so I could talk. <laughs> so bad. But, um. But, um. Yeah, I, I wanted to be a YouTuber. And two things that were very prominent to me were, um, my games kept crashing because of chunk errors. So chunks was there. And then, uh, bread. I've always liked bread. And my mom makes cakes, so it's like a type of bread. So, you know, I love my mom's cooking. So Chunks of Bread was my name for a long time. <laughs> and I went by Chunks of Bread for years. And I was like, that's kind of weird. So I switched it to um, breadcrumbs. And now people just call me bread. Cause, and I like that because bread is five letters. Chris is five letters. Then Chris is my actual name. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. And it's like bread, Chris. One syllable each. It's easy. So yeah, I'm breadcrumbs. Bread. What people call me. Yeah. So. So this is a this is two part question. I'm gonna ask so I won't forget. So one. Have you ever thought about getting back into like Minecraft and posting YouTube videos? And two, have you thought about going farther with the voice acting thing? Definitely want to do, I definitely want to do, like, YouTube, like, like, younger me, like, was like, oh, it's so hard to edit, it's not that hard, like, 
it depends on the style of edit, but I kind of just like the mic gameplay, no edit, just run through the game. I watch a lot of speedrunners and and a watch and a lot of live streams of games where like run through it fully. I like that, and I could do minimal editing, especially with CapCut being on the computer now. But I've also wanted to do streaming because I wanted to do VTuber, be a VTuber <laughs> for rap shit. Like right before I did rap shit, I I had a friend group that uh my friends my one of my friends was a famous VTuber and uh she did a lot of Twitch and I wanted to do Twitch for a while. And then after that failed uh Jen I met Jen shortly after, but then the voice acting question to answer that, I really want to voice act. Like I'm down to create anything. Tyler the creator, I'm gonna go back to him. I mention him so much, but he is literally my idol and like this music shit keep me like inspires me to do shit. And Tyler just makes anything. You know, they cook. They make art. They have their own fucking clothing brand. They want to make a movie. You know, they they voice acted in a bunch of Cartoon Network shows. They were in fucking regular show. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's limitless. I want to do as much as I can with the time I have on this earth. Yeah, I can definitely see, like, tell the creator, like, maybe like five to like ten years when everybody's old. I could see him being like, a childish Gambino or like a Jordan Peele type of person. Yeah. It's interesting. So, hmm. Let's see, let's see. This was also telling me that you used to go to um, Deep Ellum, I think it's called, at your dad's house. You know, I used to go to like Dave and Buster's and escape rooms and shit. neighborhoods but you know it's kind of like a you wouldn't want to go there at night place it's a <laughs> it's an art district and there's a lot of graffiti a lot of graffiti okay. and it's risky because you have to go down a lot of fucking sketchy ass alleys but the art there is so beautiful and i like graffiti because it's like you know there are people that are ass at that just put like their tags and shit but then they're like people that make these amazing murals and it's like i just love that I've always wanted. I've I wanted to get into graffiti one day. I've never I'd never do it, obviously, like unless it was like mural paid for, probably. But I've always wanted to get into like spray painting on like cardboard and making like tags and shit. Yeah, I'd say um, definitely get into like murals and stuff like that. But like just regular like tagging graffiti is not the way to go. Because I used to yeah. be a fucking tagger doing delinquent shit, and that shit is like. Yeah. It's dumb. Joining a crew and all that dumb shit. Get caught, you know? Yeah. Especially in LA, it's more than just like, oh, like I'm a fucking tagger. Like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of deep rooted shit. Like joining a crew or shit like that. Like this shit's dumb. I wouldn't uh, suggest anybody do that, but doing a mural, that's amazing. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. But, um, it's, man, fuck man, the graffiti scene is so fucking weird. Like, Specifically in LA, like if you're like a, I don't know, like a graffiti artist that has like a, like a permit to like do murals and shit like that, you're kind of looked down upon because the whole like idea of um, graffiti is kind of saying, you know, fuck, I don't want to say fuck the system, but you know, like going against, I guess the, uh, yourself, again, like it don't matter. You can, don't have to give you permission to do shit because it's your expression. Exactly. I always thought that was so fucking dumb. But, yeah, 
people just should just make art no matter what it is. If even if it is like fuck fuck the system type of shit, it's still cool because it's art. But it don't you shouldn't look down on people for them, you know, getting the actual permission because then again you could get fucking locked away. Oh, what'd you get locked away for? Oh damn, I was a murderer. What'd you get locked away for? Oh, I drew I drew art. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> But besides going to like Dave and Buster's and escape rooms, what was like your childhood like? We kind of spoke about it a little bit. If you could go more into depth, like my like like what I did growing up. Yeah, just in general. Um, I always I was a very timid young ass kid, so I didn't really talk to people a lot. Um, didn't really. Um do a lot of things growing up it was like in middle school i started like popping out more and doing like a lot of shit because i did one year of online schooling in sixth grade but um yeah i uh uh growing up it was nice i lived kind of like a farmer life i had like (laughs) we had horses we had horses um goats pigs chickens for the longest time ducks um yeah we had a little farm i still am living on the house that had the farm we just don't have the animals anymore but um and we had like shit we had we, at most we had like 10 dogs at one point because my mom doing all the nursing and all the painting on the cake bacon and stuff you know my mom was awesome and she was like fucking best best mom i could have you know she was doing all that shit and also being a fucking farmer so she doing all that shit. Um, but yeah, growing up, my dad did a lot of computer work. My mom, uh, I lived with my older brother. Oh, well, not lived with him, but he lived with us at the time. He's all, he's living on his own because he's our age gaps are very very like apart. He is seven years older than me. And um, yeah, uh, my little brother. And I, it was, it was just an interesting, interesting growing up. It was, um, it was nice because my first, my first real, real homie that stuck with me is Chris. Like, I met them in fourth or fifth grade, but we've always been in contact. And we, throughout high school, we never talked until, like, senior year because we had a class where we sat next to each other. And it was my statistics class. So I reconnected with them. And then I went to that Mexican grad party with them where we were all vibing. Um, but, yeah, yeah, growing up, it was nice, small, quiet little town, now it's more city, kind of taking over, because they're building a lot of shit, and they're making a lot of copy and paste homes, but, it was nice. Hmm. How does your family and friends feel about the current music that you make? Um, the friends fuck with it, the friends are really... Like IRL, the friends are really um. I guess caught off guard by how high quality it can sound with like mixing and stuff. And um, you know my parents they're just kind of like, meh, like don't really care, not in like a bad way, but like I just don't I just don't really show them because obviously it's like music they they don't like, not like they hate, but like it's just they're just not into it. Um, cause my dad and my mom like country. <laughs> um, 
my older brother likes it because he sees all the potential that I have and he has told me that many times and you know that's that's something really cool because I don't get told that often by like an IRL person obviously obviously online because you meet the coolest people the farthest away you know mm-hmm. but my older brother yeah I, I, I wish he spent more time living at home before he moved out but obviously he's that old so he's gonna move out because he's gotta live on his own but no yeah uh i wish our age ra- our age ranges were closer like three years or two years because we'd probably be in the same music and he'd probably be really he would he would have been probably a lot more invested in like seeing what the fuck i do and shit he he has shown i try to impress him a lot with my music like whenever I show people, if I can impress him and if he fucks with it, it's kind of like that's like a really good thing. Because my older brother listens, he's the reason I started doing rap music. Because he showed me the first rap song I ever listened to, and he showed me just all these artists to listen to, and not even just rap, just in general. They just my older brother's the reason I started doing this whole music thing. Oh wow! And that's why you want to impress him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, parents, that's one thing. Parents are going to be happy with what you do no matter what, as long as you're happy. Uh, But my older brother, you know, he knows the type of shit I listen to, and he knows, like, how far I've come from, like, the garbage shit I made to shit that's decent to where I'm at now and how I'm just still progressing. And he's, he's told me that it's shit that he's wanted to do. When he was younger, like, he wanted to have a metal band when he was younger, but he never got to do it because just timing. He actually played in the same high school band that I played in. Uh, He played saxophone. Oh, wow. So, going back to your dad, listening, listening to country. As you, you know, being a country boy, have you ever thought of making country? I have made country before. I just oh, you have? It. <laughs> Why? Why don't you upload it? It was a joke. It was just to see I could do it, and I can do it. It's funny, but I, I, I might actually upload. I'm making them. This will be like a little, like, I don't know if anyone's going to be fucking crazy about this shit, but any LAC fans listening to this, um, I am going to be making an LAC throwaway page soon where I just upload shit that is not, like, main page, eventful. Like, it's not going to be on all platforms. Like, all the ways of SoundCloud exclusive, because I don't own the beat. But, um... I'm going to make a throwaways page where it has all the shit I've just made. I'm just like, meh. But people will like it. Some people will like it, but not enough to uh, appease the entire audience. You know what I mean? So that'll be in store soon. I'll upload the, the country thing on there. Man, I fucking hate those fucking throwaway pages, man. Like, <laughs> I'll be going on there. Like, I'll have a homie who makes music. And I'll go on there. I'll be like, bro, what the fuck? Why is this on here? Like, this, like what the hell? Like, this shit should be on the main page. But... And it's so interesting how artists say they themselves deem what they think is like good for their listener base. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like you may think that something isn't like for the majority of your audience and then you put it on the archive, the archive page and you're like, well, we really fuck with this, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the one thing I'll also say is that artists, some will not like to admit it, but we are our own. We are our biggest critic. Mm-hmm. And when we say we like something, and people like it, that's a fucking really rare thing. Like, 
I, I, I like my music. I like what I make, but it's rare that I make something that I'm like, this shit is amazing. You know? Like, I'll, I'll say, like, oh, I'm happy with this. This is cool, but it's not like, dang. I have a song coming soon with uh, Jen and Drew. And it's like a Cardi, Cardi type song. Very different, but more mainstream for me. So, it's uh, called Bands on My Hose, and it'll come out soon. <laughs> okay. So, fire as fuck. I'm actually really proud of that one. So, so is this your song, or are you featured on it, or? This is my song that features Jen and uh, Drew. Okay. When do you think it's going to come out? Maybe like next month or sooner than that? Probably like next week. I upload okay. weekly. <laughs> okay. I, I upload every seven days. And that's that's what a lot of people are like, what the fuck about? Because a lot of people, like all my friends, usually upload like twice a week. But in my mind, one thing I can take away from like band, that was the biggest thing, is my musical standards very high. Like, whenever I see I have 4,000 plays uh, each week on SoundCloud, in my mind, that's not good enough. I need to be having at least 7,000. That means 1,000 plays each day, you know? That means I'm not working hard enough. And that's just my musical standard. That's just, like, because I've had that before. And I'm just like, I'm lazy. I need to put in more effort. And then I'll get back up to it. But I upload every seven days, promo on my Insta, promo on the Discord. Just making sure I, I spread everything. I just reached a thousand followers on Insta and on SoundCloud, so I'm very happy with that progress. Uh, but yeah. Do you have a TikTok? I do. Do you do you market your music on there as well, or? Uh, I just slowly start getting into it. Okay. Because I know Jen and Brokey be going crazy on it. Mm-hmm. So, I'll go ahead. Over time, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep working on, keep increasing the marketing. Okay. So, LSC, this next question may be kind of personal, kind of. Okay. So, so I'm mixed, right? My father, he's Guyanese, and my mom, she's Native American and Black. And so, my grandma, she's like a, if you were to see her, you'd probably think she was a white woman. She's native though like everybody thinks that she's white or latino but you know she's native she has like yeah. very light skin and when we go out like as a family people just give us like the weirdest fucking looks because you know we're all brown skin and they're probably thinking why are they with this white woman you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'd say all that to ask because i was talking to chris and he was telling me yeah that you have an older brother who's black have you, have you guys ever experienced that as well like going out and people looking yeah. at you guys weird We've gotten stares. Uh, people have thought I've gotten kidnapped and definitely gotten like the dirty looks before that have pissed me and my older brother off. I've definitely seen my older brother get called the hard R and I re it really makes me uncomfortable. But uh like like hanging out with them, but yeah, I have a ha half brother. I hate it when people are like, Oh, is that your stepbrother? Like, fuck no, he's related to me. That motherfucker's got my blood mm -hmm. my mom. And um you know, I I appreciate having that because I don't know. It's just it's like it's it's very very um very interesting like family like situation. A lot not, not a lot of people have it, and like you know, like you were saying, like you get like the weird looks and shit. But you know, 
that just makes me more interesting than the people giving the weird looks you know mm-hmm. like fuck you i i love my i love my older brother to death you know and um yeah we've gotten we've gotten the the weird looks many times going out but nah like i honestly wouldn't trade him for any, any, like any other brother mm-hmm. he is my my fucking homie and i love him to death so i know this is probably a vague question but as like just a collective of people how do you think we could change that to where people are not discriminating against people or giving weird looks how do you think we could change is there is it even possible to change okay so what i have to say about this is Going back to my homie Chris, I went to his grad party recently. His household is the ideal American household. There was probably every race in there, like, except like I don't know, like, there was there was only like, hmm, how do I put this? There was, it was a mixture of like everything. You know, he had he had black in his family, he had Mexican in his family, he had white in his family, and even Asian, like I'm pretty sure even Asian in his family. But homie had a mix of everything. No judge, no problem. Mm-hmm. And seeing everyone get along, it's like that's what America wants to be, but it's failing at, you know, with like the way the world's working and shit. And I think it can change. It's just, you know, People, people are so such assholes, and old people specifically are stuck to their mindset of, you know, like this is different. I don't like this, but I say fuck that, you know, because that shit's garbage way to think about it. I think it can change. It's going to take time, like anything, and I feel like as the the future progresses, more more mixture of like mixed race couples and stuff are gonna like. It's just going to get to a point to where it's just like a mixture of everything. And then nobody will have any reason to judge. And I think that's a fucking beautiful thing. You know? How long do you like, think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, I was no, no, no. What you were saying. No, go ahead. Um, I was like... It's just going to take time. But... I think it's definitely possible. So how long do you think that'll take? Would we be alive? As, huh? I said, will we be alive to see it? Probably not. Mm. And that's the tough thing about it. Because I'm talking like generations to generations, you know? And it's rare. But, like, I'm a type of person that just loves everybody. Like, it's kind of hard for me to dislike you. As long as you're not a murderer or you like children, it's very hard for me to hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you just gotta not be a, a fucking disgusting human being. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely gonna take time. It's just, I'd give it about, like, maybe, like, 100 to 200 years. Damn, that is a very, long time. Very big, very big time jump, but I think by then, if the world actually starts to work out the way which obviously the world's not perfect so it may not even happen at all mm-hmm. with the imperfection of time i'd give it about 100 200 years somewhere in that range okay so shit, let, let, let's get into that so in 100 to 200 years 
what do you think Earth is going to look like? you think we're going to be, like, super fucking, like, advanced on some futuristic type shit, or? Yeah, like, then again, they said we were going to have flying cars by the 2000s, but when you think about it, like, I, I guess it's so weird because I was born in 2004, right? But my older brother was born when, like, before iPhones were made. <laughs> yeah. And that's weird to think about that flip phones were only, like, 20 years ago. And now we're on, like, the newest iPhone. That's 20 fucking years. And these iPhones are fucking crazy. I just got a new iPhone for graduating. I got the 13. And I'm just like, it's so weird. But it's like, I feel like every day we learn how to advance more. Especially with the AI shit. I feel like sometimes we advance a little too much. Um, But, no, I definitely can see, like, it being crazy as fuck in the future. Dude. Have you seen the... So, it's kind of going into the AI thing. Have you seen, like, the deep fake? Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. That's, that that I, scares I me. That shit. Man. That's so scary. I feel like the public should not have access to the AI deep fake or the AI uh, text-to-speech. Bro, I feel I like... we should have it. I don't know. I feel like the government shouldn't even be... Because it's like... Anybody can make a video of you doing something and it's not you. Like, that's what scares me about that. Or saying something, like, it's fucking horrifying. Like, no, it is terrible. Like, I don't think the government should allow, like, us people in the US to have access or anyone in the world to have access to it. Because it can literally ruin people's lives with enough editing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just fucked. And then, like, some of these AIs, like these AI chatbots, this shit sounds like a human. So, in 100 to 200 years, how do you think we're going to be able to tell, like, if somebody's human or a fucking robot? How would you try to tell? Shit, I don't know. I'll be dead by then, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's really random. Like, we didn't expect to even fucking have iPhones and shit. You know, and now we got fucking, now we just got like these weird ass phones with no buttons on them. You can just look <laughs> at the screen and it'll fucking unlock. Like, it's. I don't know. I feel like it will. It will. It's such a, like, open question because mm -hmm. anything. Anything could happen from it, you know, like, from, like, um, I guess you can take, like, like, what, uh, there's this show called Black Mirror, mm -hmm. and you've probably seen it if you're interested in the, all the other, like, uh, like the, that Requiem of a Dream mm -hmm. movie. Have you ever seen Black Mirror? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. A couple episodes. There is an episode called Nosedive, and it's very scary. And it involves, like, people going through a point system. Basically, no privacy. And it's like, if you're caught saying a bad word, and it's scary because I'm pretty sure China does this exact same thing. And it's like, you cuss in public, your points get decreased. If you're, if you, like, say something bad, or, like, you're, or, like, you cheat on somebody. Obviously, it's a terrible thing, but if you cheat on somebody, your points get decreased. Or if you litter and someone sees it, your points get decreased. Mm -hmm. And if your points are too low, you can't go shopping you can't get good deals you can't take the train so you have to legit just act like a better person which 
sounds good said out loud but when you think about it no privacy at all nope no privacy and that's fucking horrifying yeah that's that's horrifying like i think i forgot what it's called i don't know if it's a i think it's called a social credit score or some shit like that yeah social credit that's what it is that's scary as hell because imagine like let's say you jaywalk or some shit and your points go down and now you can't go to the store and buy food for your family like Hell no, nah, bro. Or you get fired. Man. It's fucked. That's, you know, we're not going to get too deep into that because China doesn't like when you, you know. Like, I think I, yeah. I think Chinese citizens, All they right. can't speak out against that. They go to jail or some shit. Yeah. Wasn't it like something like John Cena said and they got in trouble? Really? Because they said something about Taiwan. What the fuck? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, like Donnie, I had to make like an apology video and like speak in full Chinese. <laughs> no way, damn! Because I made a meme out of it. It was like the, I think it was the same video where he was talking about the ice cream. It's the Bing Tiling video, mm-hmm. where John C is just spitting in full on Chinese, and he's talking about ice cream that he got. But <laughs> he also says something about Taiwan, mm-hmm. and China don't like Taiwan, so scary. <laughs> damn! And they threatened him. Imagine threatening John Cena, one of the most nicest people on earth, fucking doing the uh, what's the shit be doing? The Make a Wish Foundation and shit. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. That's John Cena, bro. <laughs> yeah. Damn. John fucking Cena. Some of these other countries are crazy. Like, I think in Singapore, like if you get caught with weed, it's a death penalty type shit. Oh yeah, yeah, it is death penalty. I kind of want to know. Or actually, before I get into this, so. In terms of our in terms of our lifetime, how far do you think we'll be able to see technological development? Like how far do you think we'll be able to see? I hope we get to the part where we can have like mechanical arms and like <laughs> construct nerve endings and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I've met a lot of people that don't have arms. Like they're like missing body parts and like deformities and like they just lost shit. Like like mm-hmm. I, I feel like so many things can be solved. But another thing that's scary is like, I okay, this is something I believe, uh, I believe that, that the cure for cancer has been made long ago. Yeah, me too. And the only reason that they aren't releasing it is because the cost of treatment is so much money more than just a cure. And it's selfish. But, you know, the government will be making money, so. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I think, I think we'll, we'll get pretty technologically advanced in the future. How do I word this? Uh... Yeah, big pharma is a mafia. That's the only way I can actually think of trying to word that. Like in terms of like finding us already having cures and shit like that and holding them back. Like it's literally, you know, I don't want to say a crime syndicate, but it's, you know, it's a fucking syndicate of people doing fucked up shit. But that's what kind of chips me out about the Neuralink thing, how Elon Musk is trying to do the Neuralink and put chips in people's brains and cure diseases like i'm thinking like damn like what's the catch you know it's spooky i'm never let, i'm glad i'll die before that probably gets like government mandated i think they already fucking well not mandated that'd be scary as fuck but i think they approved it to be tested in uh, humans already yeah that's just fucking spooky so if elon musk right now said a hey, lac chris bread man we got 50 million for you 
Just Ted, just put this in your brain really fast. We want to see something. Fuck yeah, I'll do that shit. Fifty million. That's fifty fucking million dollars, dude. I'd be stupid not to do that, dude. This music shit would be so such a fast, dude. I'd fucking I'd invest half of it. I'd go in, I'd go into that shit going hard because then again, Neuralink's still very new, so who knows what they got done. And if I die in like the next five years on some dumb shit, at least I'm an artist. I I die doing what I love, you know. It's fifty fucking million. I'll take that shit. <laughs> so what if it was one million? Fuck no. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> uh I, I blow through that shit too quickly and I'd regret it. I'd be like, okay, this was fun while it lasted. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be too scared to do fifty million. I don't know. This shit fucking freaks me out, man. What if they just turn you off type shit? I don't know. Pause. What if um... <laughs> or what if that shit gets hacked, bro? <laughs> that is actually scary. Imagine like getting hacked while you have Neuralink. Bro. On your brain. They could just turn they could like just kill you. <laughs> it's not funny, it's scary, but fuck, man. That's uh something to think about. Mm -hmm. I wanna know how did your song Paralyzed come about? Paralyzed. Um actually it was a music study thing. And the whole point of Paralyzed was um, I watched a video, a YouTube short that said how to make your songs more catchy. Um, put a melody matching your your hook or your chorus in the background. So when I'm going, dun, 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 I put that on the piano, but put like a synth while I'm singing that. And it kind of gets that more stuck in your head than if I was just singing it by itself. You know, because mm -hmm. it's a part of the beat. When you make your voice a part of the, a lot of people will rap on beats, but they're not combined. When you make your voice a part of the beat and make it into just a legit song, it changes the weight and the momentum of it so much. Yeah. But yeah, and another funny thing is all of my love songs, there are so few. Like, there are so many of my set, like, love songs that people are like, oh my god, who hurt you? I'm like, no, no one. I'm just good at making sad music <laughs> and not being sad. <laughs> or sad love songs in general, but, yeah. One thing that I found interesting that you just said was how um, making your voice a part of, like, the beat. People, I forgot who used to do that. I think it was Daft Punk. A lot of their music, they, like, fuck, what song is it, um... I think it's around the world like towards the end they just turn their voice into like a fucking synth like it's literally them speaking but they just make it into an instrument and make it into a beat just fucking fire oh yeah that that shit is crazy yeah just making it a part of the beat because it makes it flow so much better mm -hmm. you can definitely tell when something's been like recorded and roughly mixed and not doesn't sound that good but it's when it mixes all together that's when you can kind of start like making cinematic theatrically good shit you know i try to make my shit all theatrical like whenever you listen to my albums it should feel like you're what like listening to like a like a like a like it's like you're watching a movie but in like listening form you know mm -hmm. you're experiencing a story and i always found that cool being able to tell a story through music you know, one thing i found interesting about your song paralyzed was that so your friend chrissy was telling me you um of course, you listen to quite a bit of music, but he was telling me he's seen you listen to like a lot of heavy metal music. And I think it's so interesting that I don't know. It's it's cool to hear like you singing on a track instead of like screaming. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, it seems like everybody yeah. in the scene, not everybody, but a lot of people scream, which is nothing wrong with that, you know? But it's cool to hear you sing. Mm -hmm. And I, I just tried to, um, that's just, that's just the thing is like, people think just because you're in a music scene, like, like I'm doing pretty decent right now and I'm still growing and I'm happy with it. And I've still stuck by like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to make what I want and make what I love. And the people that like it and want to hear it, they choose to hear it. You know, and I, I'm gonna stand by that. You know, you shouldn't have to feel like you're pressured into making one genre. Like, obviously, every now and then I will make a scream song because I do better. But I still upload my my passion songs. I made a passion project. I didn't care if it did good or bad. Joel liked it. Like, my, my bad choices, good stories, too crazy. That was a Steve Lacey inspired song, and a lot of people I showed liked it. I didn't care if it did good or bad. You know. I think that's the beauty of like finding your passion, not caring what other people think about it, you know? Yeah. So, LAC, I want you to tell me about the time that one of your dogs got abducted by an owl. Oh, shit. Was this a. Did Chris talk about this? Yeah. Sadly. Okay, so, sadly, rest in peace, Cicada. We had. Ten dogs. One of my dogs gave birth to like a litter of like eight or nine. And um, we had all these songs. We still have one of the dogs to this day. His name is Buddy. Uh, he's at my homie's house. Um, but yeah, we had this one dog called Cicada. And the reason he was called Cicada was he had this weird birth defect. Whenever he like, yeah, whenever he like, um, Whenever he barked, it sounded like a grr, 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 and it sounded like a cicada, so we called him Cicada. Mm -hmm. And he was tiny, runt of the litter, runt of the litter, like smaller than a ball of water, or like those half ounces, like the small Cokes. Oh, wow. Like tiny, tiny dog. Precious motherfucker. And um, yeah, we had him for like a year, or like a, like, like a year, like eight months, nine months around there, like almost roughly a year. And... We had this owl swoop down and take him, and we never saw him again. And that was, like, the first animal where I kind of just got really depressed about it. Because, obviously, like, I, I got the I got sad when, like, my dogs would, like, pass away or, like, move on. But I was so used to it living the farmer life, you know? Yeah. Like, you see, like, my mom would, like, be like, this chicken's sick. Grab pliers, you know, cut their fucking head off, instantly kill them because, like, they're suffering. You know, yeah. I got used to that. Got fucking horse, seen horses die that I've loved. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just natural. It's life, you know. And um, yeah. So he got taken by the owl, and I, young me, was so mad. I wanted to kill it. So <laughs> I never did, obviously. But I was a little ass kid. I was like, you're like, not a little ass kid. I was like ten, maybe eleven. Or no, 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 no. Well, yeah, like 9-ish, ten, 10-ish. And, um, I had, like, I had, like, a, it was, shit, it was, like, a cartoon. I had, like, one of those giant fishing nets. And I was, like, gonna catch, I was, like, I'm gonna catch the motherfucker. And my dad was, like, the owls only come out at night, you know? And I was just, like, so upset by that. <laughs> I packed up my shit went inside. I couldn't catch that owl, but. Yeah, that owl and it who it still who's outside my house to this day. He's I, still alive? 
the same that like the same family or same it's the same species of owl that's still who's out my house to this day. Wait, so it's not the same owl, it's just that owl's family? It could be. I don't know. I think it's the owl's family though. Yeah, see fuck man. I would a not even trying to be mean, but like I'd really spin the block and beat the fuck out of that owl and try to find him or her, whoever the yeah, fuck did that. Go by the wings and start the like <laughs> Yeah, but then again, it happens. That's the fucked up thing, is that we also huh, that's how my first chicken died. Um my pet chicken I had a pet chicken. I forgot his name. His name was like Paul or something. It was something stupid. <laughs> but it was a yellow chicken and it got eaten by a hawk. Oh, damn. Just like swooped up off the ground. <laughs> and I was very sad about that. But, you know, I had to learn that, you know, animals, they, they do be dying. Yeah, they do be. But the thing that pisses me off about that is that those animals that you're talking about they're you know fairly domesticated they're not living in the wild and they still have to go through that shit you know what i'm saying like yeah bro like i was watching this uh currently i'm watching this documentary on national geographic called savage kingdom and it shows like lions and all this shit and it's like bro the animal world is fucked bro like imagine oh, yeah, scary as fuck like imagine being like a lion cub type shit and then five days later some random fucking male lion just kills you because he wants to mate with your mom. Like, literally, that's what happens in a fucking animal kingdom. Like, like, or even being like a fish being eaten by like a bigger fish. Like, I don't know. It's kind of, it makes me grateful to be a human. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. Shit's spooky. I'm just like glad I was smart enough and gifted to be a human. Sometimes I regret it, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> what do you regret about it? You know, humans, like, there's, like, conflict in the world. It's so bullshit, you know? Sometimes, like, I wish, like, if I if I had a second life, I wish if I could choose, like, any other animal to be, shit, I'd be a goat or a bird. Really? Goats are my favorite animals. I don't know why. Just, like, the horns are cool. But I goats fight with their head. You know they they ram and the shit, and I'm a, I've always been a very like I don't fight people, but I'm a very like huge talker. I usually talk my way out of situations, so you know I, I in the in a metaphorical way fight with my head, you know, mm. and like head first. So I've always like liked that. So, year. Damn. So what animal would you not want to be? Fucking like a tuna or something. <laughs> no, nah, like a. Like a, like a like a fucking lobster, dude. That would suck. Actually, no, 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 no. Being a lobster would be hard as fuck. Cause lobsters can see forty million more colors than the human can. Oh damn. So like they they like living underwater is probably like an acid trip. That's a lobster, but um. No, I, I say a crawdad. What is that? A crawdad? Is that a is that a bird? It's like a <laughs> crawdad. It's like a tiny ass like lobster. Like a miniature lobster, it's like the size of a hermit crab, <laughs> and all they do is they burrow in mud, <laughs> and like fuck every now and then. It's so stupid. They taste good as fuck, bro. <laughs> but you, but you live to get eaten, pretty much. Is that animal? 
Yeah. I'd say a penguin. I wouldn't want to be a penguin. Can't fly. Can't fly. They get fucking mauled by orcas type shit. Being a dolphin would be cool because dolphins can actually ha are actually really smart as fuck. And dolphins are fucked though. I heard they like they rape people. Dolphins. I forgot that. Yeah. Completely. That is horrifying. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Dolphins are fucked, bro. They're smart, but they're like crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm saying the animal world is crazy, bro. So I'm so I kinda wanna know how did you come about being a part of Karma Mob? Okay, so I was uh I was originally a part of a group. Now I'm not gonna talk in depth about this, but like it's it's already been known in the underground. I used to be a part of a group called House Cat Alliance, mm -hmm. <laughs> and we had a leader. Like not not really a leader, but he kind of he kind of was the biggest at the time, and he kind of ran shit. Who did a not very good thing, very disgusting thing. I hope that dude fucking. I hope the worst happens to him. Um, but yeah, our group disbanded for a bit, and then we rebuilt as Karma, but. It started with, after I met Jen, it took me about a year to get into the collective, because then my goal was to work on music to get into the collective, which was House Cat Alliance. And um, I spent all my time working. I used to actually hate Brokey. Because <laughs> they got, because when, when Jen met Brokey, they got into the, uh, they got into House Cat only knowing Jen for a month, and I was so salty about that because I knew Jen for a year. So I disliked them. And now, like, Brokey is, like, my sibling figure. Like, I love them to death. So, like, I'm just, it's funny as fuck. I used to, like, be so salty and bitter and hate them. But, no, they're fucking awesome. After we started talking a whole bunch. And, you know, like, I I even um, take hella inspiration by my, like, vocal confidence because of Brokey. Mm -hmm. And my singing and my practice. And Brokey's always just like a, like a, it's like... A friendly competition that's the way me and brokey and uh doc you kind of are is like i'm gonna do better than you now i'm gonna do better than you but it's also like very healthy like hey try doing this on a song or maybe you should try this and it's like it's awesome and w brokey w brokey yeah i want to know so how did you because you spoke about how you met Docky and Brokey for the first time in person. So how did you actually meet Docky for the first like in first time? <laughs> the first time Docky ever saw me, I was making my way to the bathroom in Brokey's house to piss because I needed to piss really badly, and I drank a full pot of uh, herbal tea at a at a Chinese restaurant in San in a San Francisco, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it's this restaurant called uh, I think it's called Yang Sing. And it's really good. And I drank a whole pot of tea because I was like, you know what? I'm going to flush my system and feel good. I forgot that tea makes you piss like a motherfucker. So I went and <laughs> pissed like seven times within one recording session. Brooke was like, do I need to Uber you to a fucking doc? And I was like, no, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, when Docky came in, they saw me making the dash for the restroom. And then when I got out, I dapped them the fuck up. Because this is when I was still friends with them and we weren't like in the same group. So it was very like a, like a, they were another artist, so it was kind of like an artist respect thing. So it was a little odd, but then like, I was like, this motherfucker is just like one of the nicest motherfuckers. So I don't even remember much of like before they were in the group because they just always felt like that type of homie that was a part of it, you know? Okay. And yeah. 
so, so when you meet someone that you've known on the internet and you meet him in real life, is that like, is it, it's kind of awkward, right? Like a nervousness type it's, of thing? It's only a little awkward. It's more of a mind fuck. Cause you're, you're a mixture of so happy and what do I do? How do I not embarrass myself sort of thing? Definitely. It was like that when, um, I remember when, um, I met Numa and Jen, I got out of my car and I immediately went up to hug Numa and I like crouched because they're tiny. <laughs> and then Jen, I was like, this was something motherfucker. And it was just, it was so weird. Cause like, I've been on emotional ass calls with these motherfuckers and same with Brokey, but meeting him in person, it's like, it's so different, you know, like, cause I, I'd say like some of these friends I have, definitely I'd say Brokey, but, uh, some of these friends I have in my group are like closer than like some of my own family is to me, you know? Mm-hmm which is crazy to say, or some of my IRL friends. I've never ha- felt this way about my IRL friends that I feel about these motherfuckers. Like, family type shit, ride or die. Docky was telling me that, uh... Was it... Was it Docky? Fuck, I, th- I, I don't know if you said it or... Docky, I think it was Docky. Uh, you guys had went to, like, a, um... A mall, and you were, like, playing on a computer. I mean, you were playing the piano at the mall. Do you remember that? Oh! So it was me and Brokey and Docky, and we went to this like shopping district. It was like a mall district area, and um, I saw a video from it. Funny enough, and it was um, they had a public piano, and they're like, "Go play on it." I was like, "Nah, nah, fine." They're like, "Fuck, go play on it, pussy." And I was like, "Fine." And I went up there, I started playing it, and they're getting hype. I had like a little crowd of like ten or like fifteen people around me watching, because I I I, I practice piano, but like not like religiously so like i'm okay i'm a little rusty at it but i was playing some shit and they were they were fucking with it and it was really cool i do want to go back up there when i go to california again um i definitely want to go to that same district because there's public pianos are so much fun mm-hmm. but yeah it was a lot of fun uh playing because <laughs> well, i was playing brokey was sitting on the end playing i was teaching brokey to like play like a bass line on the piano then i was playing soloing on the top and doc was like hitting the meanest moves to again hype as fuck <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome so what's the story behind you have an unreleased song with Docky called newborn fish face or something like that <laughs> what? newborn fish paste Wow, yeah, that, that so Docky came over and spent Christmas with me last year, and it was because they wanted to just. It wasn't like Christmas, but it was like when we got off of school for the like Christmas holiday. It was like three weeks of no school, and Docky came over for a whole week, and um, I started um, uh, we're we're cooking up music, and um we were recording and it was like the third night there and i said hey yo how much you want to bet i can say i can make a bar about in and out using the word in and out or the phrase four times in a row <laughs> and doc is like you're fucking crazy and the song that just starts me and doc you fuck your bitch inside of in and out in and out inside of that pussy bitch i'm in and out jo- it was like case is closed do- job is done bitch i'm fucking in and out and then it just starts going to the full song and 
Doctor's just like, that's peak. That's it. That's it. We, we did it. And it's not released. We made an entire album. It's not released yet because we still have like three songs we have to finish. But me and Docky have an album called The End of the World. Um, and it's just me and Docky and it's entirely self-produced. So when is this going to come out? Shit, we were planning on uploading it this summer, but due to like other upload schedules and stuff, we may upload this summer still because we still really like it. Newborn Fish Base is definitely going to upload no matter what. It's one of those songs where the replay value is just amazing. Like, I have a song. You probably have heard it if you did your research on me. Fucking uh, Salt Ice Fire fucking sweet. Yeah. It's my biggest, and I hate it because I don't own the beat. <laughs> and it's just so – I cringe at it now because it was like I made that verse in like 20 minutes and sent it to Brokey. But it has like it's such a joke song. Yeah, that that song with Brokey, that's literally one of the next questions on this list. Is uh it's just an incredibly you said it's a goofy song, just disrespectful song, talking about slapping people grandmas, like so <laughs> what made you and Brokey want to get on that track with that type of energy? I was very high that night. I think it was like after I smoked for the first time. I got a my homie let me borrow his cart for a night and I uh, I uh, I I got high. And then I was on a call with Numa and Brokey and Jen. I was like, I'm gonna start off the song talking about slapping grandma, slapping a grandma. And Brokey's like, do it. And I left for 20 minutes, came back and sent it. And Brokey's <laughs> like, you're fucking insane. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that was legit how it started. Was just I said it was a statement. I was like, I not even like a question. I was like. I am going to make a song about slapping grandmas, and then I deafened. <laughs> so, what's it like working with Brokey? Or really, everybody in Karma Mob? It's it's very organized. We are we are really good about like communicating, getting our shit done, you know. And um, you know, it's like all of us being as like much as we do our business side, but as much as being homies, it's just like. It's it's just really cool, you know, getting to um work with these talented ass fucking people, mm -hmm. and um yeah, I would I wouldn't uh, want to work with uh, any other group because of um how um it it's like when you work with people that you really fuck with, it can almost feel like it's perfect, like a slide, like a smooth like butter, you know, like mm -hmm. that shit just like flows, it feels good. Thing about newborn fish paste is when me and Docky made it in person, that song took about an hour to make. But if you saw how crazy the file looked, it looked like it would take about three hours. Now that shit took like forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, that shit was done quickly, and it's like one of my it's it's me and Docky's best song we've ever made together. And it's not even out yet. Mm -hmm. So when did you guys make this? You said it was last year. Last year in the summer. Damn. Okay, so not that well, half a year type shit, basically. Months, yeah. yeah, damn. So, hmm. I was gonna say one thing I like about Karma Mob how it's like there's so many. Just I don't know. You guys have damn near everything. Like there's you. You make the type of music you make. Jin is a fucking rapper and producer. Calder makes amazing fucking beats. Brokey, she does what she does. Ruslan, fucking Numa's fucking talented, makes art, and she could, like, make music as well. So I like how it's just, like, a mixture of, like, everything, you know what I'm saying? It's dope. That's what a collective should be, and I feel like 
collectives are just so boring nowadays. Like, other collectives, just like they only make they only make Grammys and they only make the same exact type of shit. Collectives should just be anyone doing whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's how Odd Future was. Everyone made different shit. Frank Ocean, he Man. heard Frank Ocean's music now and said this motherfucker never worked with Tyler. And then you listen to She or Oldie where they're all in the song and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that's what a group should be. Yeah, it's it's so trippy now that I think of like, damn, Frank Ocean did come from Odd Future. Like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Girl Sweatshirt and Tyler, they were homies. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to know, how did your song, again, I'm. this is like the very end of the podcast. I maybe have like, Eight questions left before I get into my quick thirty-three question segment. But okay. I want to—I want to know how did the song "Joints and Juice" come about with Docky? Docky uh, drank <laughs> at a party for the first time, and I get high, and Doc and Docky is uh, straight edge. Like they don't, they don't, they don't drink, they don't smoke. So that was like a very big first moment for them and they told me the story and i was like that's hilarious as fuck so i was like we should make a song called joints and juice <laughs> and uh we made it and it was, i made the beat and it's uh based off of another tyler song i think it's uh uh pigs by but off a of wolf and it has like uh the beat for that song is fucking weird like if you hear just the instrumental i could even show you like after the podcast like the instrumental is so fucking weird for it. It makes no sense. But that's why I like is that all my beats are very weird. It'd be very hard to replicate one of my beats or like do like a copy or make an instrumental of one of my songs mm-hmm. unless you have the actual file because I use so many sound effects and small mixing things. But yeah, that's how Joints and Juice was made. And we just made it in under like an hour. What is King Za? <laughs> Who asked that one? That's confidential information. Okay, say. okay, okay. King Za is... Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> when I smoked with Brokey for the first time, and the shirts were fire as fuck, and I have a photo of my older brother wearing... <laughs> My older brother wearing this shirt. I can find it. Those nachos look fucking amazing. Oh, dude. I was so gone. They tasted fucking fantastic. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have an image of my older brother wearing it. I just saw it. It was, um, right. Oh, we're here. We're here. There it is. My older brother wearing this shirt. Front of the back, my grandma's so confused, but this is uh what the shirt looks like. Bruh, King's Aw. And on the front of the shirt it says POV dinner. <laughs> so did you sell these? Uh we sold these for a little bit. But then we, we stopped selling them. But yeah, that was a that was a thing we did for a little bit i got the shirt i was very happy with it we might do another king the thing is i want to make a song called king's Aw someday okay but uh, we haven't done it yet so so outs- yeah. outside of like that picture you showed me with the nachos 
What does King Za look like in your head, like as a cartoon character? Um, King Za, it looks like it. It looks like um. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like me wearing like dripped out clothing, expensive ass clothing with shades and a party city king crown <laughs> on because i had a king crown for a long time and it's in storage now but yeah i wear that now whenever i turn into king zaw <laughs> that's who i see him <laughs> it is. so do you have like a trippy first time smoking zaza story um no but i do have a story about how i almost greened out for the first time you said greened out yeah i greened out like i got too high okay it was um okay so um it was last year in november and um i was smoking with my homies from they came back from college i'm not gonna say names because obviously but of course my, my homie came back from college and we we're like yo we should hang out it's the weekend or it was it was uh was break and i was like yeah so we went to my other homie's house and we're friends with his older brother and uh we smoked um my friend's older brother was like yo i got some mean i got this me this mean pack coming and we we're like huh we we're like okay and it was called the 911 pack mm-hmm I'm not even joking. It was called Bin Laden. And obviously, very fucking offensive, but the actual strain is called Afghan. Mm -hmm. I figured that out recently. And it knocked me on my fucking ass. And I and keep my whenever I smoked originally, I'd take like a couple of puffs. I took two joints to myself that night. And I'm a very skinny person, very lightweight. So if I drink like if I even drink like a tiny bit, I'm gone, but smoking 10 times more potent. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we smoked and I was getting high and we, me my homie and my homie's older brother was getting high and my homie's little brother comes outside while we're all smoking. And we're like, oh, no. Now, he wasn't, like, a he wasn't, like, young. He was, like, a year younger. He was, like, a great under us. But he come out here, and he's, like, talking all this shit. He's, like, a character, right? His hands are clasped together. He's looking around, like, rubbing his hands together, like, a cartoon. But he's, like, yo, I smell that Zaza. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out there, and he's, like, yo, bro, pass me the pack. And we're, like, have you smoked before? And it, it even, like, I'm not even asking, because I'm not, I'm not about to, like, peer pressure make this kid smoke for his first time or anything yeah. but he's like yeah i smoked before his older brother makes him smoke a whole joint and apparently it was this kid's first time so this kid starts freaking out he doesn't green out or like have a panic attack but he starts freaking out he starts accidentally emoting i'm not even joking like he would stand still and then he would just start hitting the meanest like disco moves and then just stop <laughs> what and um i was i was losing my shit laughing and we heard water, and we're like, what? And we came out, we we're on the balcony of a house, like the second floor, like on an outside sitting porch area on the second floor. And there's like a little fence, or not a fence, but like a gate lining it so people don't fall off of it, obviously. This kid, I turned around, was p 
pants to his ankles, pissing through the bars off the second story. And we were like, what the fuck? And we start, and I started losing my shit laughing. And he pulled up his pants like, I just had to go real quick. And then he started accidentally emoting again. And then we were like, we got to get pick this motherfucker up, threw him on his bed, and we're kind of just like monitoring him, making sure this kid doesn't freak the fuck out. And it was funny because it reminded me of my first time. And actually, King Zaw came out. I have a recording of it somewhere, but <laughs> I had King Zaw come out to calm him down. I was like, it is I, King Zaw. How are you doing today? It was like a game show. <laughs> I started interviewing him. <laughs> it's King Zaw. And he was like, just like, oh my God. Oh my god, he started like 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 wafting at his face like to calm down. He's like, oh my god, it's him, it's King Zaw freaking out. <laughs> but yeah, and then I got a little paranoid because I wasn't at my house. I only like smoking at my house or a place where I feel safe. <laughs> so I was I was like, okay, I'm spending the night here, because obviously driving, not a not a good thing. No one do that ever while you're drunk or high. <laughs> but uh some people can drive while high. I can't. Um, so I'm smart about it. And I was just like, okay, I'm staying the night. So we stayed the night. We ordered Popeyes. <laughs> Damn, that Popeyes hit while I was gone. Because my favorite thing is how, how the taste buds feel while stoned. Mm-hmm. Like how, how eating. And people are like, eating food, your taste buds don't change. It's just the act of eating is more enjoyable. And I was like, I wonder how that's going to feel. And I'm happy with how it feels because that shit's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, and then the next morning... Oh, and also before that, I had taken edibles right before smoking. So it kind of all hit me all at once like a wall. So I was just fucked. But yeah, that's uh, my uh, that's my craziest weed story I have. There's another story where I had a, uh, a concert. And uh, I had a concert at my school. And uh, obviously, if I don't say the name, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. But I, I was stoned right before a huge uh, event <laughs> because I ate edibles the night before on Sunday, I think, and I would be fine. And then it was like a break. So Monday was an off day, but we had our concert and I ate the edibles and fell asleep. Now, you have you taken edibles before? Yeah. So you know how when like you sleep or it like stops your digestive and then when you wake up, it starts working again and then oh. so we just stopped. The weed just stopped when I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I was like, wow, I slept it off. I felt fine. I showered. Oh, my God. It all hit me again. It was like a second high. And I was like, oh, no. I called my friend who's the drummer. I was like, yo, I'm gone. (laughs) And he was like, what? We played the entire concert. Had like a college professional come up to me. He was like, you're playing really good. I was like, thank you. My eyes were like pink as fuck. Um, But, yeah, that's my uh, craziest weed stories. What the fuck? I never knew that was the reason. Because I've had times where, I want to say like maybe two years ago, where I ate an edible. And like it, it had, how do I put it? it um, I was high before I went to bed. Like the edible had already hit me. I went to sleep, woke up, and I was still smacked. Like it did not go away. Is that why? I didn't, I didn't know that was why. Well, that's just what I assume because my mom's a nurse and when you eat stuff and fall asleep your blood you, you know you your heart beats slower so your blood doesn't pump as much to your system and when you're sleeping you know it's it slows the fuck down and obviously you don't just be digesting shit in your sleep or you'd get acid reflux mm-hmm. and so when you when you eat and then you fall asleep it kind of just stops for a bit when you wake up your blood starts pumping and pushing the thc molecules through your system again 
That is actually really good. I did not know that. That's good to know. What the fuck? Yeah, so don't eat edibles and fall asleep. You can't sleep it off. Weed, <laughs> smoking, like, smoking, you can sleep it off. Um, but, depends. But with uh, edibles, yeah, sleeping that off, that's difficult. <laughs> so you also have a song called I Love Grape Backwoods. Do you, mm-hmm. do you remember how that came about? I've never smoked a grape backwood. Really? The joke was, is that we even had a joke about great backwoods being like the best thing ever. It was like one of my friend groups, uh, separate from Karmov. And it was like, that was the joke. And I was like, I am an advocate for great backwoods. And I want to make another <laughs> song called Banana Backwoods because I actually like the taste of banana. I've only ever smoked out of a Swisher Sweet mm-hmm. um, or, a, or like an Irish cream. Irish cream is so fucking nasty. Um, but yeah, it was just made because, um, it was like, it was the idea of, it was funny with the idea of like hyping up something that nobody really cares about. And it's that great backwoods are very rare to find nowadays because berry is such a big flavor. So it's like, I only smoke great backwoods and I just, that was the whole point of making that song. <laughs> Was because it's such an obscure like type of uh, uh, type of obscure blunt rap. So I was like, let me make a song about it. <laughs> so this is one of the last questions I have about one of your songs. Um, I want to know what's the inspiration behind your song, S parentheses he or she? How did that song come about? Ah, that is a song. That's one of the only songs I have that's about uh, gender dysphoria. And I, I, with the way I struggle with it, it's just kind of like, I kind of am just anything. So like, I, I'm like a non-binary, but not like a, not like a they, them, like people call me he, I do not care. I'm all pronouns. Like whatever mm-hmm. people want to call me, I'm fine with. It's just struggling in times in my life where I just didn't feel like I was just comfortable in my own skin, you know? And that song was just to like... The cool thing about it is at the beginning, it's like, I hate the man in the mirror. And at the end, it says, I hate the girl in the mirror. And it switches the gender around. So it's like the beginning of the song is the same as the end. But it's like you switch the gender roles. So anyone can listen to it and relate to it. Mm-hmm. So that's what that song came about from. So is it safe to say that you kind of just more so identify with being a human? If anything? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to me that makes more fucking sense because, and I feel like if we if everybody were to do that, we would all be kind of closer together if that makes sense because we're all human, you know what I'm saying? And that comes first. Yeah. But people, people just fucking world is so weird. But you know, the one thing I learned is even with assholes, if you're just a nice motherfucker, you can get past most assholes. Yeah. And that's why I always try to be. It's just really genuine and nice. Mm-hmm. so yeah but i have this written down as like literally like the song just gave me the vibe of not being comfortable in my own skin i literally have it written down as that and but also aside from the lyrics though the fucking the actual beat gives like an uncertainty that goes back to what we were saying about how i told you earlier in the interview you have another song that has like the piano not the piano the um the guitar like at the end the the uh the sound it makes is like a melancholy type sound. It gives me like uncertainty. Like, is it the song right before that one? The the she. 
No, it's 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 the song she. That, oh, that one oh, at the end of it. Yeah, towards the yep, yeah, towards the very end. That's another. That's another um, music theory, uh, a psychology thing I do because because even though I'm not doing psychology, I put mm-hmm. in a lot of what I learn and what I kind of know, basic knowledge. So one thing I do, basic theory, is I'm gonna go back to the piano to explain this one. But for example, like with creep again, like. So with that is like you got here, all the feelings of it. You got the G, uh, B, uh, C, and then C minor, and then it resolves back to the first chord, which makes you feel like, oh, we're back in the beginning. What I did a lot in Bad Choices, Good Stories was I did this trick where the entire song would go through like repeating the same chords, but it would end on the um emotional chord and then it would fucking like it never resolved because it made it feel like like, oh i want the chord to come back like that feeling of the i want to resolve or i want to make changes but it's already in the past you know so so, you know you kind of have to let go it's it's a longing feeling and that's why i end a lot of songs on the fourth chord instead of revert instead of ending it on like the first chord to resolve the uh, chord progression very quick what's your least favorite key on the piano like least favorite key or least favorite note oh shit well shit what's the difference i don't even fucking know the difference key key? i've said this before probably a flat a flat is so fucking annoying because yeah fucking hate that shit a is cool uh, but fucking A flat is so mid. It's so nasty. I hate it because it's just the mixture of notes. Because I've played like the giant xyl in jazz. I played a giant xylophone called a vibraphone. It was like a metal, like a, a metal, like marimba. If you ever heard of one of those, and I'd hold two mouths in each hand. I'd hold like four mouths in total. And I'd play <laughs> chords and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, playing them play out of all the keys, just A flat sucked, and I hated it. I hated it. It's just it's such a difficult key. But hmm. yeah. So what about the your least favorite note? My least favorite note. Hmm. My least favorite note probably would have to be f sharp just because it's never really used that much and it makes it really weird whenever you're um learning like music and shit like there's times where i've like really liked playing it but i don't know i just don't play it enough and it's just like it the way it's positioned on like the board on the keyboard it's just i just don't like it this is my least favorite note so for everybody listening, so we could get like an idea, is that note on the right side of the keyboard or is it towards the right? The, or? Like, are you talking about like, uh, so this note, like it's on every, it's the same pitch. Like there's like a bunch of it, huh. but like in like the first like 12 increments, it's, um, it's the seventh note. 
Yeah, it's the, it's the one in the direct middle. It's the black note in the direct middle, and it's the most annoying. Because, like, B-flat, fucking love. You can make so much beautiful shit with that, but... This sounded magical. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, I don't be using F-sharp uh, F or G-flat that much. So, fuck, this is super interesting to me. So, what, what's, like, the most, like, magical shit that you can play, like, from the top of your head? On piano? Yeah. Magical shit? Or, um... It doesn't have to be, like, a real song. It could be something that you made up or anything. I've made up, like, there's, like, this one thing I made up on piano, and it doesn't have a name. I definitely want to put it in an album someday. I'm kind of saving it. I've been working on it for, like, years. And it's not even, like, a... I have two parts of it. It's, like, a jazz part, but the main chorus of it is, like... Yeah. And that's like the first section of it, but the jazz part, which would be the intro, is a lot nicer. It's that is so when are you gonna that's beautiful. So when are you gonna make that into like a fully like a song? I'm gonna wait till I get a bit bigger. Like, really? I feel like there's a lot of things that um, I want to show, but I want to make sure I can show it to everybody, you know, because some, there's some gems Tyler has, for example, that only like his first like 100,000 listeners would ever know about, you know, because it'd be too obscure, you know, like, yeah. there's, like there's an amazing song by Tyler called um, fucking Parade. Where the beat is just chaos, but it's so beautiful. And there's another one called um, uh, "Inglorious" off a of bastard, and that's an amazing song because just how beautiful the instrumental is. But yeah, yeah what you played on the piano just and it gave me like a um. Have you seen Charlie Brown? Yeah, it gave me that type of vibe. Like it's amazing. Vince Giraldi. Oh man, I'm probably gonna edit out that second part of you playing because you said you're not putting that out yet so i'll probably just leave in yeah. maybe like three seconds of that you know what i'm saying you can leave in the first part like the i'm still saving the fucking like i'm saving that part but you can okay. leave in the other one okay note to self-editing make sure to edit that out please um not real shit bro i don't want nobody you know what i'm saying taking your shit that's fucking amazing but Appreciate it. let's see I kind of, I kind of want to get back into your song. S parentheses he or she. So, before that song came into existence, how did you deal with body dysmorphia? Um, it's 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 more like gender dysphoria. I'm sorry. Also okay. Also, body dysmorphia at the same time. That's that's it's a little bit of a different thing, but okay, it can apply in the same way. Um, really, I would talk to Brokey a lot about it, and Brokey would be like a really fuck. She's like an awesome fucking person to talk to because you know it. It just it's a tough thing, and uh. But having friends talk to like Numa, Brokey, and some other friends like Cooper, and even Jen, because Jen's non-binary, it's just like, 
hearing all these people's stories and how they begin to get comfortable with themselves, like, it's an uphill battle. It's always going to be like that. But I've gotten to the point where I just need to learn how to love mm-hmm. who I am. And I am slowly. And the thing is, I love myself every time I make someone happy or anytime I help somebody else. So I just focus on doing that, you know? I don't give a fuck about how I feel. I just, I obviously I do, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I put other my other, my friend's happiness and my, my family's happiness, you know, before mine. Because, you know, like when I wanted to do 911 operating, when I wanted therapy, like that was what the mindset was beforehand. People are like, oh, that's unhealthy. Well, it's real shit. People need that in the world. Yeah, I was literally just about to ask you, do you think putting other people's happiness before your own is healthy? It's very, very, um, it's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, it's a high-risk, high-reward, because there's times where I try helping people and they don't want help, and I end up being sad or upset about it just because, like, it doesn't help me and it stresses me out. Not the person, but just, like, how much of a mental toll. But then there are times where you can't help people and knowing that I helped people makes me feel better. Hmm. So it's like, it like does nothing. It actually does me more to help people if, even if they're struggling because it's like, a, it's like a nullifying effect. Like I'm numb to like, not like I don't feel emotion, but I'm numb to like bad shit happening to my friends because they tell me about it and I can help them or talk to them through it. You know, I'm always there to talk through problems. So mm-hmm. yeah. One thing I want to say to everybody listening, my mom, she used to say this, um, if, if, whoever's listening, if you're feeling like you do not feel loved, it's nothing wrong with looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you. You know what I'm saying? That's self-love. There's nothing wrong with that. And don't be ashamed to show love to yourself. You know what I'm saying? And love yourself. You know, the easiest way to love other people is to come into terms with loving yourself. You have to love yourself before you can love others, you know? But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's what I'm going to say to the people listening. Again, LAC, I hope I didn't offend you by saying um, body dysmorphia instead of gender so dysmorphia. It's so hard to offend me. You're fucking fine, dog. <laughs> yeah. You're chilling. No, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of people even get that mixed up. It's a legit don't even fucking fret about it. You're chilling. Okay. I want to know. But, um, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I was just agreeing with what, I, with, uh, what you were saying. Yeah, everybody listen to you guys. I know as an interviewer, you never fucking interrupt the guests. You let them fucking speak. But, um... No, this is very professional. I, I am very, uh, very surprised. Like, this, you were asking some really fucking interesting and good questions. I'm glad that I gave you my IRL, homie, because there's a lot of shit people don't know about me that they're going to learn. <laughs> yeah. The booty shorts, man. That's fucking funny. Oh, yeah, of course, you had to start that. Sh- <laughs> Started off with that. That's fucking hilarious. I'm about to bully Brokey. I'm about to interrogate everyone. <laughs> so, for the last couple questions, LAC, I want to know where do you see yourself in five years? Um, no matter what, famous or not, music's gonna keep me happy. I'm gonna keep making music. I see myself succeeding if i just keep working hard at it and obviously there is that fear of oh what if it don't work out but that's why you have backups like college Mm -hmm. shit but that's why i'm not doing college like with a with a with a major in mind you know like i'm just trying to get my core class out the way you know and figure that shit out first but 
you know, if I have to, dog, I will risk my life for music. The one thing that brings me happiness, music has saved me many, many times. And I know a lot of other people can relate to that, you know, music being there for them at a time where people, family, friends weren't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got, since music gave me a second chance at life at a certain point, I got to give my life to music for that. So that's my ambition and how I go about that. Yeah, bro. Fuck, that was fucking hell. Man, that shit made me kind of emotional a little bit. But so, fuck, man. I want to (laughs) know, man, you fucked me up, man. That was beautiful when you said that. That fucked me up. Damn. Man, I want to know, where do you see the underground scene in five years? Uh, probably another genre of music is going to get I feel like plug and beat is going to be a lot more heavy than it is right mm. now. But um, I, I definitely say scream rap and uh, trap metal is definitely going to be more mainstream. Definitely, It's definitely still going to be in the underground. Because there's people trap metal is everything. Trap metal is the best. Yeah. Lil Darky. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like... Obviously, times change and trends change. And if you're not flexible, like, I'm pretty flexible. I could, like, if fucking, if country music blew up tomorrow and there's, like, a new country thing, I'd be on that shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is, you know? So, yeah, that's where I see the underground five years. Okay. What's something you change about the underground scene? What's saying that I have changed or want to change? Something you change about the underground scene? Um, what I'm hoping, and I know I definitely have already started to, but it just depends on how many more people listen, figure out who I am. You're not, you don't have to do some, you don't, you do whatever the fuck you want. Don't let any motherfucker tell you, like, you have to make this kind of music. You're only good at making plug and be, you're only good at making hyper pop. You should stop making you should stop making boom bap because you're not as good as you are at trap metal. Shut that is fucking stupid. If anyone tells them that, you tell them to shut the fuck up and you make what you want. Because at the end of the day, you being happy with your craft, you being happy making your music, is what matters first and foremost. Music is an expression, and you can't express yourself if you're having other people tell you what to make. It comes natural, and it should be what you want, not what you're told to do. That's why I'm not doing music in college. I did music for four years at school. I could have gone to college. I could have gotten such cheap. But the fact that people told me what to do, it ruined uh, that side of music for me. But I still love music, so which is why I quit doing uh, musical performance and like band and shit. So just do what you want. Okay, so basically something you change about the underground scene is people just doing what they want. Like people shit. should see through me because I do a different genre every upload mm-hmm. that I don't have to fit by the, the standard of you only make one genre and that's it. You know, like you could, you could do whatever you want. And I, I want people to see me and be like, well, this person makes indie music, but they also make trap metal. I've made a hyper pop. I've all, I've always wanted to make plug and be or melodic rap. Or I've made only made I've only made mainstream stuff, and I want to make like, I want to make like pop pop punk. Like, I want people to realize that versatility 
is it can be a natural thing, but it's also a skill. You can learn it. You can pick up anything. You just got to believe in yourself and try. Giving up is one of the stupidest things. Mm-hmm. Giving up is so stupid. My older brother told me that the re- reason that I give him, like, like the reason that he thinks I can make it in this music shit and he knows I can is that when he did music shit like this, he gave up. He says, I fail. I get back up. I fail. I get back up. I make something. It doesn't do good. I get back up. That, at the end of the day, will prove you so much. That will, will show you so much more better results. Because you never know when a stupid song you think is garbage, anything no one's going to listen to, fucking blows up and becomes the next biggest TikTok hit or the next biggest hit in general. Mm-hmm. Just keep making. Don't let people tell you what to make. and Don't give up. Pretty much it. Yeah, because fuck, man. I, have you seen that picture of it's like it's a picture of this guy. He's like mining for like diamonds, and then he stops right when he's right there. Type shit. Have you have you seen that video? Yeah, that yeah, picture? yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, that, that's that's like the main reason for me not wanting to stop. You never know, like you said, you never know when that's just going to take off for you or when you're going to be quote unquote successful. You know. But, yeah, like you were. It's like music is gamble. Music is a gamble. But, you know, it's not like, like, obviously there's dumb ideas. Like, if you just started making music and you're like, I'm going to move out, spend all my money on student. No, like, obviously, be smart about your money spending. But mm-hmm. if you've been making it for a while and you know, like, the, the, the thing is, is if music doesn't work out, you made so many friends, you've made people happy. Like, I could, I could. I could not get famous and make people happy mm-hmm. and be happy with that. That I have that I have influenced someone who does get big or I've influenced somebody to not self-harm or I've influenced somebody to think second about making a very bad decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you you should you should just keep pushing. Don't 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 the only thing that stops you from progressing self-wise is you mm-hmm. so you gotta you gotta you gotta keep going yes yeah, real shit um for everybody listening this is the very end of my podcast where i get into my 33 question segment where i ask the guests 33 random questions and they have to answer it as quickly and as truthfully as possible are you ready lac um sure i guess i am question number one at this moment what funny memory pops into your head um the time i got kicked out of first grade because i pissed on the playground the first day <laughs> oh hell no damn so that as it was it was kindergarten i just i got held back one year because i thought i was not mature enough Wait, for for that though for for, yes. for that yes it's dumb as hell what i'm the oldest and i was one of the oldest in my grade because of it everyone in my senior class was like 17 and i was like 18 about me 19. <laughs> all because you pissed on yourself in first grade what i pissed on the playground because as a country kid i'd be like mom i need to use the restroom when we were working down the barn she'd be like go to a tree yeah we're in the forest and so 
I asked them to use the restroom. They wouldn't let me go inside the building. So I went to the biggest pole near the slide. I dropped my pants and my ankles, and I started pissing. <laughs> Yo! Nah. <laughs> I was a little-ass kid. Damn, have I ever... Uh, yeah. Damn. I remember... Not to get too off-topic, but I remember me and my aunt used to catch the bus when I was a... Not my aunt, me and my mom used to catch the bus when I was a little kid. I used to have to, you know, have to piss. She would say... Basically, just go, you know, behind the little, it's like the slow, like the little bench shit. Just like, you know what I'm saying? Waiting for the bus, man. You got to yeah. go. You got to go, man. Fuck it, bro. No, yeah, that's real shit. There's <laughs> a little ass kid. I wouldn't dare do that shit now, but okay. Jail time is not that fun, son. Yeah. Have you ever been outside of your state? Uh, Yes, multiple times. And uh, my state's cool. I like it. It's home. But I ideally like to live outside of Texas. Do you know why you were sent here on Earth? Um, I don't fucking know. A giant floating sandwich in the sky said this skinny white motherfucker will be sent to make music after their entire family lineage is nurses and military businessmen. <laughs> and they will be making scream rap and, and many other genres in the underground and dress in feminine clothing every now and then. Yo. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought of disappearing to a foreign land? Shit. Ah! Uh, sometimes, I guess, yeah. If I did, it would be um probably Ireland. Go back to, like, a native country. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be a nuclear bomb or an asteroid? Probably an asteroid, because you can go through space and I'd want to see other planets. How often do you dance? Um, whenever I hear that, that new Cardi. <laughs> that new Cardi. <laughs> yeah, that, that. Bruh. Are you self-aware in terms of quote-unquote bad personality traits you may have? Very much so. What's something that you do that you wouldn't be surprised if it annoys people? Um... <laughs> I fucking... This happens in person. I'll tap my feet. I'll be like with my with my bitch, right? I'll be like chilling, cuddling with her, and I'll be like tapping my foot, ADHD like a motherfucker, and she'll be like, stop. And I'll <laughs> do it in person too. I'll be sitting down, and you'll just hear my foot tapping because I've also played drum set before. So mm -hmm. I'm so used to like kick pedal and stuff and like metal stuff. So I'm just like tapping my foot hella fast, and that annoys people. <laughs> and I also just drum with my fingers on tables and shit. Have you ever went a full day without smiling? Of course. Would you rather fight 500 donkeys or five lions to the death? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Um. <laughs> God. What, okay, are the donkeys mad at me? Like, do the donkeys want to kill me? Bro, they're pissed, bro. They're heated. Oh, shit. Probably the lions, because at least it would look cooler. That would be a cooler looking death if I was getting ripped apart by five lions. I'd probably promo that. They'd probably put me on a shirt like Tupac, and I'd be fine at a thrift store. Yo! Oh my god, bro. <laughs> this man got eaten by five lions. Have you, have you seen what that shit looks like? Like the National Geographic, like them getting ripped yeah. apart? Fucking horrified. <laughs> they be zooming in all slow mo and shit. That shit look crazy. They pounce me fast enough to where my neck snaps and I instantly just paralyze and I can't feel anything. Yo, 
Okay, I'm trying not to get off topic, but again, I was watching this fucking documentary, and like this, these lines were, they were just torments in this poor hog, like this hog, and like this guy's ass was like ripped, bro, like literally just like ripped, and he's still trying to run away, like asshole just ripped up, and it's like, bro, like yeah. at that point, I just want to die. I don't want to live like that. Like, fuck surviving that. Like, just you know what I'm saying? Shitting, shitting would not be fun. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, lions are... Yeah. And then a narrator is just, like, narrating it like nothing happened. Like, it's kind of fucked. This motherfucker just ate this motherfucker. <laughs> but, are you afraid of a mass extinction event happening? Uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tattoos? No, I want to get a three tattooed on the back of my neck and the Joseph... Uh, and the JoJo... Uh, birthmark on the back of my neck of my older brother okay where do you do the majority of your shopping um like grocery or just shopping in general just in general uh definitely tom thumb right next to my house do you have a car yes where do you see earth in a hundred years um making trap metal on the moon <laughs> would you rather get puked on by a random person or pooped on by a friend oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my god um i guess puked on because that's more reasonable than my friend just shitting on me <laughs> like if someone's sick in public like if i'm on the subway or some shit and someone vomits on me i'd probably be upset but i'd probably try and help them and be worried about them first Really? So you'd rather a random person puking on you than your friend pooping on you? Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what I would rather prefer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Shit's nasty though. I don't know. Very not very nasty. Do you like how today is going so far? Uh yeah. What's a cool memory that you wish you could experience every day? A cool memory? Mm-hmm. Definitely hanging out with my friends Numagen and or Broken Donkey again. Like waking up and immediately going into the stew and lighting up a bowl and I'm like, what are we gonna do today? It was so much fun. Arma Mob House coming soon. So, what are uh, you? Hmm. We've talked about it. No, that wasn't a question, at least. I was just saying. Oh, I, I was like. That would be cool, though, if you guys have a fucking big-ass crib. But what are you afraid of? Uh, what am I, like, just general fear? Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I'm afraid of... Identity theft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you consider yourself different? In certain aspects. And why is that? Um, a lot of people are afraid to do, to do the type of music I do and to just be the type of person I am. I'm just very nice, just natural person, but you know, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not, I don't lie to people. I don't have to put up a front around people. I have when I was younger, but now I don't. And people get kind of caught off guard about how genuine I am. And it's kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. Have you ever owned a trampoline? I did. I did. (laughs) 
Do you like yourself? Um, I could like myself more. Do you meditate? Yes. What makes you angry? Uh, like, like I'm going to kill somebody angry, probably, uh, sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. Would you fight a demon in order to save karma mob from extinction? Dude, yes, dude. That'd be such a hard album inspo after that. <laughs> do you like your current cell phone? Yeah, I really do. Do you have a pet peeve? Um... My pet peeve is, um, people chewing with their fucking mouth open. <laughs> Do you eat three times a day? <laughs> Fuck no, I eat, like, maybe roughly a one or a half. <laughs> literally, that's the same for me, literally. French toast or pancakes? Pancakes. What? See, we're gonna, we gonna talk about this after okay. after this interview. What's something people would be surprised to know about you? Um, that my brother's black. <laughs> if you could go back in time, would you start making music earlier? No, I would, I would tell myself what music to start listening to. What hmm. types of music I would give myself albums to listen to. For the last question, LAC, what's the craziest thing you have seen? In, in my entire life? Mm-hmm. The craziest thing I've ever seen... Um, craziest thing I've seen, I have the craziest thing I've done, but I guess I seen that cause I was in it. Um, when I was, when I was, uh, before I lost my V card, um, I was fucking with this chick and I got, uh, I was making out with her and I got drugged, uh, from her tongue and it was awesome cause she took Percocet and I got high as fuck. Oh my god. That was awesome. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't enough to make me be like, oh no, I got drunk. I was just like, damn. My, my my it was like my sensitivity and my game switched up, but I was like, damn. This is cool. And I was also getting laid, so fuck it. Damn. I'm looking for the yeah. blue M30. You seen that video? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> it the, the cop undercover? Man. For the blue M30s. But oh, did you enjoy that thirty-three question segment? That was really funny. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, is that a new thing you started doing? Uh, I think I started it around episode. Fuck, I forgot. It was the one I interviewed Apollo was lame. I don't know if that's episode twelve or something like that. Eleven, twelve. Who Who is the biggest person you've got on this podcast yet? Uh, well, hmm. Well, I guess I could say, so, at first it was 83 Hades. I interviewed him a while ago when I first started. And now, I guess I could say, because this is probably going to come out after that episode, but I've interviewed, um, I don't know if you know who Tally White is. She's transgender. She does, like, Omegle videos trolling. Uh, I may have heard of them. That sounds familiar. I've seen a lot of uh, girls do that. Yeah, so her and... Well, technically, I have an interview with, uh, you know the toy Bobbit? Yeah. I interviewed the guy who created that, but it's not the out fuck? yet. Yeah, it's not out yet, though. I'm trying to, 
We're doing like sessions <laughs> of shit like that. So what was that girl's name though? The Omega one. Tally White. Tally White. I'm gonna see if I. White is spelled W Y T. W Y T E. Tally White. Oh wait, I think I think I've seen this person before. Yeah, she's funny as fuck, man. Her interviews incredibly unhinged but it's it's funny i fucking love her she's amazing that's awesome let's see oh shit yeah i got sixty one thousand followers on twitter yeah she's kind of popping kind of but yeah besides her probably the guy who made the bop it toy and i don't know when that's how, coming out how did you fucking get that <laughs> how did you get that to happen literally just fuck how did i I think I just DM'd him, and then his assistant answered. I was talking to his assistant, and she got me tapped in with him, and then, yeah. Now we're doing, like, sessions. It's a super long interview, because a lot of people, they only ask him about, um, of course, they only ask him about Bop It. I'm asking him about his life. It's, like, a huge piece that I'm working on, so I don't know when that's coming so, out. But you're right, Did you already do that one? So we're, how do I put it, Um, we're two sessions in. Each session is like an hour, 30 minutes. So, yeah, we're, we're like two hours, three hours in. And I still have like 30 questions left type shit. So, yeah. That shit was like 80 so, questions. So when you interview rappers, I'm guessing the podcast is over. I uh, know, we're still, we're still fucking going. Are we still going? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so when this gets uploaded, um, are you going to use like my music in the intro? Um, usually no, I don't do that. Would you like me to do that for like the intro or no, outro? I, was, I, I didn't know if you were or not, because if you were, I was going to tell you what to pull, choose. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you want me to do that? Uh, uh, you can if you want. Okay, yeah, somebody else had requested me for to do that for the outro, to play like a snippet. I could play a snippet for sure. Yeah, I can actually, um, probably, because this is the end of the interview, right? Mm -hmm. I could definitely show you. Some uh, like an unreleased thing I'm working on. If you are interested in that, sure. Uh, it was bands on my hose, but yeah. So, how do you think the uh, interview went for for as the interviewer? I I mean I always have a good time interviewing people. This shit it was cool. I I think that um, you not having a lot of information about you kind of pushed me as an interviewer to kind of get that information by doing I, like follow-up questions so i have a lot of info about me it's just I, I i tried reaching out to people that had more info on me and it's just a lot of people weren't available mm -hmm. but because my i've passed my underground life it's like not a lot of me is out there yeah because i'm good at keeping my personal life hidden but then like i do crazy shit like um the blacksmith thing yeah i, I was surprised you only had 25 fucking tweets i was like damn he ain't got shit on his twitter man i don't tweet ever <laughs> But this is uh this is unreleased. This is I'll show the the hook. Are you in my stream? Let's see. Sometimes this shit fucking bugs out when I try to click watch stream. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm here. They probably won't be able to see it, but they'll be able to hear it for sure. Okay, cool. I'll show the hook, my verse, and then the hook, and I'll save the features for when it comes out.
drop a shooter when I pull up with a stick. He ain't got a squad, and my homies, we the click. And I ain't fuck with magic, but this Glock got a couple tricks. Yeah, I got racks, bitch, I flip a couple bricks. Walkie potion in my coat, spread this shit like I'm a witch. All your homies on the fence, bitch, I wait to end up Yeah, so that's gonna be one of the next drops. That that was fire. I, I like that fucking uh, that chorus. That show was amazing. Very what? mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It, it gave me like a vibe of kind of like um. You remember Ella Capone from Chicago, who's a Chicago, Chicago drill artist? Uh, I don't listen to drill at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, he 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 made like drill, but he also made like kind of like the vibey type of music. Kind of kind of reminded me of that. But mm -hmm. one one thing I will say though is uh because you you played it and i was on stream and i'm recording right now if the recording doesn't come out good what you may have to do is like screen record it like through your iphone send me like the 15 second screen recording clip and then i'll add it into the uh podcast like that way i can i can also just like export it and then like clip out like the part of it for you okay for sure but yeah that's the that's the next upload so when is that coming out that should be coming out probably next Friday. Okay. Or this Friday. Well, damn, that's just going to be out way before this fucking episode comes out. Uh, either this Friday or next Friday. Okay. Yeah, that, we're, so everybody listening, I'm probably going to play that. If if the uh, if the audio was good, I'll probably just have that. But if it's not, then I'll have to, you know, get the, uh, the recording from. At least, you know, I'll play it at the end of the podcast. But... Yeah. Is there... Yeah, I really like that. Is there anything else you want to say to the people? Any upcoming projects you want to talk about? Um... For any last things, any farewells, and anything we want to say, uh... You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a loud-ass cracker. Oh my god. Uh, that's who I am. <laughs> but, uh... Don't... Don't let, uh... Don't let anybody uh tell you what to do, like music wise. Make what you want to make, and be happy making it. That's that's all. That's all the last things I gotta say. I'm not holding myself back, and I got a friend group that loves me. So, you know, just don't be afraid to try something, even if people don't like it. I made so much shit that people don't like. Fuck it, you know. You're only gonna live once. Might as well fucking enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Make what you wanna make. He'll say you 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 live once and you die once. That's that's false. You die once, you live every day though. So, Ooh. Yeah. That's a bar, man. Oh for everybody listening, this is the LAC interview. I had a really good time filming this. Um I am Make Love of Obscure Image Podcast, the most obscure podcast in the world. Right, interview underground artists, content creators, game developers, inventors, and anything in between that. Um, so yeah, without further ado, 
It's your boy Make Love. Your boy LAC or King Za. And we Thank out. Thank you for having me on. Of course, man. Did you enjoy the podcast? I did. It was a lot of fun. Yo, let's go. Everybody very, listen. Very, very well done. Very well, uh, very well prepared, I will say. Thank you, bro. So, yeah. For everybody listening, we love you. And we're out. Peace.